Ladies and gentlemen, this is Uncle Cliffy Baseball saying, Welcome to this year's Womack Family Holiday Spectacular on Hilton Head Island. Brought to you by Zoop. Zoop! It's like Zoom, but for people who have to poop. And now, it's time for the spectacular. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 2020 Wobach Family Holiday Spectacular on Hilton Head Island, brought to you by Zoop. And without any further ado, here's our holiday lineup featuring me, Uncle Cliffy Baseball, as well as Grandma Cliff. Yes, thank you. Oh, hello. Cliffy, why don't you call me? It's your Grandma Cliff. Where the hell are you? As well as everybody's favorite uncle. The only thing he loves more than a bowl of oatmeal is two bowls of oatmeal. It's Uncle Cliff. Yes, thank you. Merry Christmas to all. It's me, Uncle Cliff. But that's not all because joining us at the Spectacular is none other than Cousin Cliffy. Oh, hey. Hey, it's me, everybody. Oh, yeah, how you doing? Merry Christmas. Hey, Cliffy, uh, magazines. You got those magazines, Cliff? I've been waiting like two years for those magazines. Oh, Christ, Jesus Christ. And that's not all, because joining us all the way from Scotland, it's Scottish Uncle Cliff. Oi, Cliffy. It's me, your Uncle Cliff, all the way from Scotland. I came here for a spectacular, and we're going to have a spectacular time. I'm going to make me concoction. A Butterboy Express for everyone. And that's not all, because here's the macho man, Cliffy Savage. Well, hi, you freak, you freak, I'm here to have a little Christmas fun, Romax style, yeah, dig it, ah, yeah. And here he is, the one and only, Dr. Heathcliff Duxtable. Yes, because, you see, I came to make some drinks and have some auditions with the ladies at the Spectacular. It's the holiday. What do you say? Did somebody call for some mouth pleasures? That's right, it's Uncle Dental Cliff as well as Cliffy Cheeseburgers, Auntie Cliff, Grandpa Cliff, O.J. Simpson, and Filthy Fritz. Give it up, everybody, for the rest of the gang, the miscellaneous crew. Yeah, thank you, thank you, everybody. Oh, yeah, hello, Twitter world. Great to be here, coming from Nob, New Hampshire. All right, thank you very much. Let's get on with the spectacular. Oh, yes, hello. It's me, Grandma Cliff. I'm so excited. It's the 2020 Womack Family Holiday Spectacular brought to you by Zoop. Zoop. When you have to poop, but you're on Zoom. Try Zoop. In fact, I tried to Zoop with Cliffy, my grandson, the other day, but he wouldn't pick up the phone. I was, I was taking a huge dump, and I thought I would call him on Zoop. But he didn't answer me. God damn it, that son of a bitch. But that's okay. I know my little baby boy, butter boy, Cliffy boy, is on his way. Because this is the spectacular, and he wouldn't be a spectacular without my grandson. But it makes me so happy to have the entire Womack family sitting by the fire on this cool, chilly winter's night on Hilton Head Island. It's a frigid 72 degrees with 3% humidity. 
I thought my nipples were gonna fall off. They were so hot. I thought they were gonna just turn to ice and just smash them with a hammer and they'd fall right off. Oh, God. Anyways, don't you just love the holidays, Dr. Duxtable? Dr. Heathcliff Duxtable? Well, you see, I love the holidays because you can sit make the drinks, sit by the fire, pour the drinks for the ladies, and have them drink it down. Drink it down. But then you never know what's going to happen to have someone sit on the casting couch and audition for the Cosby Mysteries. Or perhaps the reboot of Leonard Part 6, which is definitely a real thing. <laughs> so if any of the ladies would like to join me for a drink, I'll be mixing them up real nice and real special filled with holiday cheer. <laughs> oh, that's lovely, Dr. Duxtable. I can't wait to try one of your special concoctions. Emphasis on the cock! <laughs> oh, that's disgusting. Why don't you try one of my special Butterboy Express drinks? It's made from real bull semen. That sounds delicious too. I love bull semen. But Cliffy Baseball, what about you? I'm just happy to be a part of the Holiday Spectacular. Uh, there's nothing more spectacular than the holidays. Of course, Having a job is pretty spectacular. I remember that from a few years ago before I was fired from my job. Calling baseball games for the St. Lucie Spungos. Now I spend my time looking out the window and doing play-by-play -play for when the neighborhood kids beat the shit out of squirrels and chipmunks with baseball bats. Yes, indeed, I've become a real caricature of myself. And what about you, Uncle Dental Cliff? Oh, uh, thanks for asking, Grandma Cliff. Yes, my, uh, my dental practice, known as Mouth Pleasures, is going quite well, I must say. It's going quite swimmingly. Uh, Mouth Pleasures is a real hit. Uh, did you say Mouse Pleasures? No, Cliffy Cheeseburgers. I'm not taking your business. You have Mouse Pleasures, I have Mouse Pleasures. They're completely different. Yes, but what about Mouth Pleasures, my oatmeal emporium? And what about Mouth Pleasure's Broadcaster's School? Yeah, and what about Mouth Pleasure's Cigarette Store? Well, now, wait just a minute, Auntie Cliff. I was the one who came out with Mouth Pleasure's Broadcaster's School. Yeah, and I was the one who came up with Mouth Pleasure's Dental Practice. And I was the one who came up with Mouth Pleasure's Computer Repair. I don't think anybody's talking about goddamn computers. We're talking about Mouth Pleasure's. Yes, like the pleasure you get from a delicious bowl of oatmeal at Mouth Pleasure's Oatmeal Emporium. You know something, I think the best way to solve this is we just open up one giant Mouth Pleasures Center. We could call it the Womack Family Center for Mouth Pleasures. And you could have your dental practice, Uncle Cliff. And Uncle Cliff could have his oatmeal. And Uncle Cliff could have his baseball broadcasting school. And Auntie Cliff could sell cigarettes. And, uh, cheeseburgers, you could have your, uh, whatever, whatever the, whatever the hell it is. I don't even understand what you're doing. Something with mice? No. Idiot. Computers. Look, I don't care. Whatever it is, why don't you all put your, your businesses under one roof, and we'll call it the Womack Family Center for Mouth Pleasures.
Well, I I like the sound of that. Yeah, yeah, so do I. I yeah, think it's a whiz yeah, bang yeah. idea. Sure, I guess so. Well, then it's settled. The Womack Family Center for Mouth Pleasures, coming in 2021. Oi, speaking of mouth pleasures, which one of your cunts is going to sing for us? It's a spectacular after all, right? Uh, yes, I uh, I would like to sing. I've prepared a little ditty for this uh, festive occasion, and I would like to sing it for you, if I may, please. Yes, of course, Dental Cliff. Maestro, hit the music. All I want for Christmas is my two front keys. My two front keys, my two front keys. Gee, if I could only have my two front keys, then I could wish you Merry Christmas. Seems so long since I could say, Sister Susie sitting on the show. Gosh, oh gee, how happy I'd be if I could only wish All I want for Christmas is my two front keys. My two front keys, my two front keys. Gee, if I could only have my two front keys, then I could wish you Merry Christmas. All I want for Christmas is my two front keys. My two front keys, two front keys. Gee, if I could only have my two front keys, I could wish you Merry Christmas. Thank so long as I could say. Sister Susie sitting on a sizzle. Gosh, oh gee, how happy I'd be if I could only whistle. All I want for Christmas is my two front teeth, two front teeth, two front teeth. If I could only have my two front teeth, then I could wish you Merry Christmas. This is a, uh, it's a piano interlude. I'm, I don't think I'm supposed to be singing during this part, everybody. So just, so just calm down, okay? Just calm the fuck down. I'm not supposed to be singing during this. It's an interlude. It's a goddamn interlude. So long since I could say, Sister Susie sitting on a thistle. Gosh, OG, how happy I'd be. If I could only whistle All I want for Christmas is my two front teeth My two front teeth and my two front teeth Gee, if I could only have my two front teeth Then I could wish you Merry Christmas Oh, oh, thank you, yes, yeah, thank you, yeah, well the 5 o'clock show is uh, different from the 8 o'clock show. Remember to tip your waiter and try the veal. You've been a beautiful audience. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Visit Mouth Pleasures Dental Practice. Oh, Dental Cliff, that was marvelous. Just marvelous. Do we have another Womack family member who wants to sing another song? Is there a Cliff out there? And by the way, I just want to say I love that you're all wearing your Cliffs Underneath the Tree t-shirts your special holiday spectacular t-shirts and your gray slacks everyone looks so sharp so special so festive and bright everybody everybody has k-u-n-t on their shirt we're all we're all dressed with our k-u-n-t i love it this is a very 
very cunty Christmas, and I'm, it makes me so happy. The only thing missing, of course, is my little baby butter boy, my little boy, Cliffy boy, baby boy. Oh, God, where are you, you bastard? I hope he's not stuck in this horrible, horrible blizzard that we're having right now on Hilton Head Island. All the roads are closed. It's hard to access the island with all the snowfall that's out there. Just like the song said that we were listening to earlier, you know. Snowfall, you know, that's that's the song, but I'm not I'm not going to sing it. I'm saving my I'm saving my golden pipes for later. Anyways, is there a is there a Cliff here who wants to sing a tune? Oh, <coughs> yes, uh, Grandma Cliff, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's Cousin Cliff. Uh, yeah, I, I got a tune I'd like to sing. Oh, wonderful, Cousin Cliff, wonderful. Which song would you like to sing? Well, it's a, it's a surprise, but I'd like to, uh, yeah. Uh, Maestro, why don't you, why don't you hit the music? I got a, a special, special number. Uh, just, just, just for you. Oh, goddamn fucking voice, Jesus Christ. Anyway, uh, Maestro, hit the music. Um, <clears throat> Give me that microphone! Ow. Ow. Give me that microphone! Ow. What the Ow. fuck do you think you're doing? Ow. You like that, huh? Ow! Ow. Ow. You like that, huh? Ow! Ow. Ow. You like that? It's a piece of shit! It's, it's my song! It's my turn to sing this fucking song! He's punching my How dick! How about this, huh? You like mouth pleasures? You son of a bitch! How about fist pleasures? Ow. How about he's, that? He's punching my dick! Ow. Take that! He's punching me right in your penis! Oh, you Ow. son Take of a bitch! How do you like that, huh? Jesus Christ, my balls! It's my song! This is a, this is a kid's song! It's my turn to You're sing! You're 18 years old and 6 foot 5 it's for Christ's sake! It's my song! Just because you sound like an 8 year old girl doesn't mean you are you one! Piece of shit! Jesus you Christ! You like that, Ow. Cliff? Oh my uh, fucking balls! You like that? Uh, oh my Cliff, god! You like that? Uh, you he, like he's that? humping me! He's humping me! Oh, I need magazines! Oh my uh. god! Okay, that, thank you, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Cousin Cliff and uh, Dental Cliff with their special duet of uh, All I Want for Christmas is My Two Front Teeth and Encore presentation. Wasn't that wonderful? Yes, yes. Oh, thank you, yes. Yes, thank you, thank you. Does somebody, does somebody have a song right now that we can get get on with this? Somebody, does anyone have a song? Yes. Well, yes, I have a song that I'd like to sing. Great, Uncle Cliff, you're up. Maestro, hit it. Well, this is a bit of a jazzy take on a holiday classic, and I think you'll enjoy it. God rest ye merry gentlemen, let nothing you dismay. Remember Christ the Savior was born on Christmas Day. To save us all from Satan's power when we were gone astray. Oh, mouth pleasures of oatmeal and soy, oatmeal and soy. Oh, mouth pleasures of oatmeal and soy. 
Yeah, it's jazzy. In Bethlehem in Israel, this blessed babe was born. And laid within a manger upon this blessed morn. The witch, his mother Mary, did nothing take in scorn. O mouth pleasures of oatmeal and soy, oatmeal and soy. O mouth pleasures of oatmeal and soy. Okay, that's enough. Thank you. Thank you, Uncle Cliff. Hey, that hey, was very jazzy and sacrilegious the way you worked in your own business into a religious uh, classic. Thank you. Yes, give it up for Uncle Cliff. Okay, thank you. That's, that's plenty. I would like to do a song now. We're going to move this along here. Enough with your oatmeal and joy and soy and all the other mouth pleasure nonsense. Let's get on a very special holiday treat from me to you. Here we go. And I'll need some help from all the cliffs. So join in. Here we go. Santa can keep the hi-fi set. There's something that is better yet. I want your Christmas kisses. Take it, macho. What's a nice present still away? But baby, they can't hold me tight. I want, oh yeah, your Christmas kisses. Your Christmas kisses. Wrap them up pretty, one by one. Two by two, three by three. And when you've got the wrapping done, give them all to me. After the mistletoe is hung, the tree is trimmed, the carol sung, I want. Oh, your Christmas kisses. Hello, Twitter world, it's your old pal OJ. I'm wondering why I'm even here at the spectacular. And when you've got the wrapping done, give them all to me. After the mistletoe is hung, the tree is trimmed, the carol sung, I want, ooh, I want, ooh, I want, ooh, your Christmas kisses, everybody, your Christmas kisses, your Christmas kisses. Merry Christmas to all! Wow, this sure has been a spectacular holiday spectacular on Hilton Head Island. Wouldn't you say, Cliffs? Oh, yes, absolutely. Yes, I think it was spectacular. It was unbelievable. It was better than watching Donnell Winslow hit dingers over the wall. Uh-huh, yeah, it was better than dropping the elbow off the top rope and winning the world title of WrestleMania 8, brother. Oh, yeah, dig it, yeah. It was better than drinking a whole gallon of bull semen and eggnog. I loved it. I loved the holiday spectacular. Cliffy, why don't you call your grandmother for once, you prick? I don't know what the hell you guys are talking about. This is one of the worst, most embarrassing, horrible days of my life. I, did anybody say Cousin Cliff? He humped me. He humped me silly. He humped me dry. What, what the fuck is wrong with you people? Yeah, there's there's more where that came from, too. Uh, Dental Quest. There's plenty more where that came, came from. from. Oh, Jesus Christ. 
Hey, it's your Auntie Cliff. What the hell am I, chopped liver? I didn't even get a song. I didn't get anything. Not even a time to say hello. What the fuck? You've been outside smoking cigarettes the whole time. What the hell do you expect, goddammit? Cliffy, where the hell's Cliff? Oh, Christ, I hope he's okay. I hope he's not out in the blizzard. Oh, Jesus. Oh, God. Oh, baby. Oh, Dr. Duxtable, do you have something that could uh, perhaps soothe my nerve? Well, it appears as though you've come to the right place because the prescription for you is one of my special drinks. And don't forget, not only is Dr. Duxtable's drink station open, but so is the oatmeal tasting booth. Who wants to play some Bibleopoly or perhaps Trivial Pursuit Psalms Edition? We've got them all. It wouldn't be a holiday spectacular without them. I'm sorry, everybody. Old OJ's gonna have to leave a little early. It just occurred to me there's some places I need to visit first. Well, because I got a little getting even to do. <laughs> I'm just saying. It wouldn't be the holidays without you, OJ. We're just glad you stopped by. And don't forget, everybody. Your old cousin, Cliffy Cheeseburger, has got his burger station set up and free computer repair. One day only. <laughs> oh, okay, thank you. Thank you, uh, Cliffy Cheeseburgers. That's very nice. Does anyone want to say anything before we leave? It's time to sign off from the Holiday Spectacular. Yeah, I got something to say. I mean, it's, it's Grandpa Cliff. I'm the head of the whole goddamn family, and nobody gives me any time to do anything on here. I got songs. I want to jingle bells. Jingle, yeah, jingle bells all the way. I want to sing songs. I want to do this. I want to dance. I'm mean, like, sit down, sit down, Cliff. You're gonna hurt yourself. You're gonna hurt yourself. I'm gonna hurt that back. Oh, Jesus Christ, my back. Oh, Jesus, fuck, goddamn, oh. Uh, what did I tell you? That's why you're not involved in any of this stuff. All right, Cliffy, I hope if you're out there listening on the radio, be safe. I hope you make it through the treacherous snow of Hilton Head Island and you get here in time to have some oatmeal and some cheeseburgers and computer repair and one of Dr. Duxtable's drinks and to put on your K-U-N-T t-shirt. It's a very cunty Christmas brought to you by Zoop. It's the holiday Womack Family Holiday Spectacular brought to you by Zoop. And I'm Grandma Cliff and from all the Cliffs, have a very, very Merry Christmas. All right, Cliffy, hurry and get here, you son of a bitch, you goddamn son of a bitch bastard. I miss you so much, my butter boy, my little baby butter boy, Cliffy boy, baby boy. You're my precious grandson. Yes, oh. And stick around for a special Filthy Fritz Weatherby.
I'm standing outside at the Knob, New Hampshire Town Common, or what is now known as the Great Christmas Boner of 2020. And I mean that both literally and figuratively. You see, Arnold P. Quackers had volunteered to be this year's Town Santa Claus. It's a one-day affair in mid-December where all the town folks' children gather around in the town common, wait online out in the cold with hot cocoa and popcorn until they get their chance to meet Santa. Of course, it was on this particular day that Arnold P. Quackers, prior to suiting up in the jolly red suit and hat and beard, stopped by the old Wankawina Tuggy Meat to have a bite of cream chip beef and a couple of Butterboy Expresses. Of course, what Arnold didn't know was Fern Pistains was about six Butterboy Expresses deep into the day, and, well, she was feeling a little more frisky than usual was old Fern Pistains, because, you see, she was going up to all the fellas asking if they wanted to dance. And, of course, many of them did, those who were not too morbidly obese to stand up under their own power. Ironically, Arnold's ability to do just that was the only thing that qualified him to be Santa Claus, because the rest of the fat fellows and town folk of Knob, New Hampshire, were too fat to play Santa. At least not without needing some kind of forklift or industrial equipment to get them to the town common to play the jolly fat man. So Arnold got up and had a nice dance with Fern Pistains, and then another, and then another. It was at this point that Fauntleroy Fuckleberry entered the Wankawina Tuggy Meat and said, Arnold, you're needed at the town common, remember? You're supposed to play Santa Claus today. Goddamn son of a bitch, Arnold replied, and ran out the door. Of course, what Arnold didn't realize was that his arch-nemesis, Pubes Montana, slipped a few Viagra into his Butterboy Express, meaning that old Arnold had an erection the size of Knob, New Hampshire, stretching clear across town into the neighboring village of Clunt, New Hampshire. Of course, old Pubes didn't want to miss any of the hilarity, so he made his way over to the town common as well, to see Arnold P. Quackers in action. When Arnold got there, he went to sit on the Santa seat and wait for the children. Well, I can't greet children like this, Arnold said. I don't know what's wrong with me, but I can't get this doggone thing to go down where it's supposed to be. Fauntleroy Fuckleberry took an upside-down recycling bin and put it on old Arnold's lap, but of course, where would the children sit? Hey, look at Arnold. He's got a giant boner, yelled Pubes Montana. Must be something he drank. Of course, at this moment, Arnold realized what had happened and that Pubes Montana had slipped him a mickey, so to speak. Hey, Pubes, you got something to say to me? Why don't you say it to my face, you son of a fucking bitch? I will say it to your face, Arnold. You boner-having weirdo. Of course, just as Pubes approached the gazebo where Arnold was seated on the Santa throne, 
pubes tripped over a giant piece of ice that was right in front of the gazebo. And he fell, mouth first, on top of Arnold P. Quacker's giant boner. Well, pubes, yelled Fauntleroy, looks like you just had your cock and ate it too. of Birthday Boy Podcast, the one and the only, Johnny Boy. Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas, indeed. Oh, man. Oh, wait, that's something. That's already happened. We're already past that. <laughs> Holy shit, man. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Happy Hol- Hanukkah, holidays, Christmas, whatever's happening out there. Hope you're having a great time. Yes, indeed. The annual holiday spectacular is, uh, is in the books. And one for the ages. Ooh, it got real... Got real spicy there for a bit. A lot of boners today. I'm just now realizing a lot of boners on this old podcast here. This old family-friendly holiday spectacular. Oh, man. Uh, yeah. Well, Merry Christmas, everybody. It's uh, nice to be here with you. The One of the final podcasts of the year. I don't know if it's the final podcast, but, you know... I don't know. I never know. I never know what I'm going to do. I just do it, and then, uh, and then we do it. But, uh, yeah, there's lots, lots to get to today. I hope you're prepared for your holiday, your Christmas, your New Year's, all that shit. Oh, man. Well, it is a, it's a Christmas episode. I don't really have a lot. I mean, that was the Christmas part of it, I think. I don't, I don't have a lot of... I don't think I have much else in the way of Christmas to talk about. I got, I've got some, uh, a bunch of stuff, a bunch of stuff. Uh, but right now, we're, we we couldn't have a holiday spectacular without talking some. But oh yeah, it's football time. Your favorite time of the week. Let's turn this down. Uh, I was eight and eight last week. I didn't have all my picks written down. I don't know if I even made them. I, I assume I did. But I was eight and eight. Uh, who cares what I got right and who? I, uh, I had eight right. I had eight wrong. New Orleans lost to Philly. I was wrong. Ravens Browns. What a fun game. Browns lose. Just uh, just at the end there. That was that was something. That was some kind of game on Monday night. I played. I played Zelda Breath of the Wild for like five hours on Monday night, and I watched Raw, and I watched football. It was just, oh, it was so relaxing. I listened to Christmas music the whole time. All right. 
So New England lost, Miami lost. So I was wrong about those. Tampa Bay, Chicago, Dallas, and Arizona won. I was right about that. Tennessee, Indy, Seattle, and Green Bay won. I was right about those. Carolina lost to Denver. Wrong. Pittsburgh lost to the Bills. I was really wrong about that. I, I was completely wrong about how that outcome went. I'm starting to think the Bills are pretty good. I'm starting to think they, uh, I'll give it another two weeks. I'll see. But I think they might be for real. <laughs> uh, who else? I don't know. Atlanta lost, I guess. Right? Did they lose? Yeah, they lost to somebody. I don't even know who they lost to. Who cares? The Chargers. Good grief. Green Bay won. Yeah, yeah. New Orleans lost to the Eagles. Okay. I still think the I think I still think the Saints are going to be in the Super Bowl. Everybody thinks the Packers. That's yeah, sure, 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 sure. That's that's certainly a it's a very real realistic possibility, but we'll see. Anyways, on to this week. Well, I've already picked uh, I, I picked Las Vegas because I didn't think I would get to doing a, a podcast by Thursday, but here we go. I, I picked I picked the Las Vegas Raiders over the Chargers for the Thursday night game tonight. Uh, yeah, I think that's pretty likely. Got a couple games on Saturdays. Bills, Broncos. Oh, for goodness sakes. Uh, Buffalo, for sure. This will probably be the game that the Bills lose, right? Somehow they'll lose to the Broncos. The Broncos aren't terrible, but they're, they're none, you know, come on. Uh, Panthers, Packers. I'm going to go with the Green Bay Packers. Those are two Saturday night games. I thought there was a Friday night game for some reason. Some postponed game. Am I I'm wrong about that? I guess I'm wrong about that. All right. Sunday. Buccaneers, Falcons. I'm taking the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Patriots, Dolphins. I'm always taking the Patriots, so I will take the Patriots. Cowboys, 49ers. Ooh. I've taken San Francisco and been wrong the last two weeks, so naturally I'm going to go with San Francisco. Lions, Titans. Are the Titans going to beat the Lions? Can the Titans beat the Lions? Yeah, I think. I think so. Lions are not so hot. Texans, Colts. I'm going to go with the Colts. I take Indy. Bears, Vikings. Two, six, and seven teams. Mm, I'm going to go with the Minnesota Vikings. The Seahawks. And the football team. Washington and Seattle. Duke it out. Washington's been pretty good as of late, but not good enough. I think Seattle's going to get this one. Next game, it's going to be... Jacksonville taking on Baltimore and I'm picking Baltimore to beat the Jacksonville Jaguars I'm picking the Rams to beat the Jets then I will pick the birds which birds am I choosing it's the Eagles against the Cardinals those are two different birds which one will I pick Cardinals uh, three games left here. Hmm. Oh my God! Chiefs and Saints. Oh boy. Oh doctor. Oh doctor. Look out! That's gonna be a doozy. That's a that's the Super Bowl. I, I, I think we're we're predicting. We, we usually somewhere towards the end of December we get a matchup that sometimes has the potential to to be a Super Bowl matchup. And I think that the Super Bowl this year will be the Chiefs and Saints, Chiefs and Saints, Chiefs and Saints, Chiefs and Saints. <laughs> God. Oh, who's going to win? Oh, man. Kansas City over the New Orleans Saints. Yeah. Let's see what else. Ah, you've got the Cleveland Browns. 
Taking on the Giants. I picked the Browns. Maybe I picked the Giants? No, I picked the Browns. Yeah, Browns. Then, Monday night, to make up for last week's awesome matchup between the Browns and the Ravens, we're going to have a stink fest between the Steelers and Bengals. And on that game, I'm picking the Pittsburgh. Picking the Pittsburgh Steelers. And that's it. Those are my picks. So I guess I choose... Uh, who do I choose? So I pick Las Vegas, Buffalo, Green Bay, Tampa Bay, New England, San Francisco, Tennessee, Indy, Minnesota, Seattle, Baltimore, Los Angeles Rams, Arizona Cardinals, Kansas City Chiefs, the Cleveland Browns, the Pittsburgh Steelers. And those are my picks, and I don't have, I, I got tons of time left for this song. What do we talk about? Uh, you know, the games are going to be good. A couple weeks left. It's going to be interesting. I still think it's going to be seats, Chiefs and Saints in the Super Bowl. And those are my picks. Those are my picks. My picks of the week. And here's one of the newest songs. Brand new oh, song. Oh, by gosh, by golly, it's time for mistletoe and holly. Oh. Tasty pheasants. I love this fucking Christmas song. Presents, countryside's covered with snow. And the countryside is currently covered with snow. Not as much snow as our friends in New York. I'm very jealous. Although I have nothing, we have nothing to complain about out here. I mean, we definitely got. I'd say we ended up with a foot. I mean, some of the folks in New York got two feet, three feet, four feet. My old stomping grounds uh, down there in Binghamton. Good old Bingo. They, they got about four feet. Those lucky bastards. It was nice. Had my walk today. Put on put on the long johns. It was. I, I love it. I've been pretending every night is Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve is my favorite day of the year. I love Christmas Day, you know, because that's that's the big one. But uh, Christmas Eve is so fun because you still. For me, I mean, I have so many years of memories of going to my grandparents' house, which was just excitement beyond words. Going to their house, having Christmas dinner, seeing the family, opening presents, getting... You know, your grandparents always get you some cool stuff. So I knew I was going to get one of the major things that I asked for from my grandparents. I knew that was a guarantee, that I was not going to have to wait to see what Santa brought. And, uh, yeah, Grandma and Grandpa were going to deliver... They, they were going to deliver the goods on Christmas Eve. And, I, you know, my grandpa set out that luminaria along the driveway. My dad, we'd pull up, we'd pull up to the house. And my dad would oh, he'd say, oh, God damn it. Oh, he's putting that luminaria out again. I got to help. My dad's one of the most helpful. He's the most helpful person I've ever met. But I, he couldn't stand putting out that luminaria because it was cold. It was, you know, single digits. <laughs> Snow blowing everywhere, wind blowing everywhere, and you gotta light these candles in a bag filled with sand, sand or rocks or whatever they did to, to weigh it down, you know, to keep it down. I love it though. It's 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 one of my favorite sights, and going through that neighborhood and seeing uh, Sherwood Forest all lit up with Christmas lights and luminaria on all the all the driveways, all the sidewalks. It's, there's nothing like it. It's gorgeous, positively gorgeous. Oh, what to talk about? 
What was I talking about? Yeah, so I'm, I've been pretending every day is Christmas Eve, because that's my favorite night, and I've, you know, so many memories of, like, 30-some years going to my grandparents' house on Christmas Eve, getting presents, all that stuff. And, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a night of anticipation. It's exciting. It's a fun night. And I love it. I love Christmas Eve. Uh, so yeah, I've been, I've just been pretending every day is Christmas Eve, listening to, listening to holiday traditions, like, nonstop on Sirius, or listening to Spotify Christmas playlists that I've made over the years, going on long walks out in the snow, right around sunset, and looking at people's lights in the windows, candles, and all that stuff. It's lovely. It's a, it's a lovely time of year, isn't it? It sure is. Oh, man. Uh, so the other day I went out, uh, I was, I was singing this song, there was this Jingle Bells song that was playing on, uh, on, on serious traditions, holiday traditions. It was some, some version of Jingle Bells and the guy just sounded so angry. And it ends and he goes, Jingle Bells, Jingle Bells, and, and, uh, anyway... Uh, so I was, uh, I was going out for my walk, and Cam was in their, their room doing, doing school stuff, was in the middle of a Zoom call, was on a class, and I put my, my, uh, my balaclava, <laughs> I, can, I can never say balaclava, ba my baklava, uh, ski mask, <laughs> my bank robber's mask, I, I put that on my, on my head, because it was very cold, got all bundled up. And, uh, and my youngest was outside playing. This was yesterday. There was no snow. All the snow had melted. So she, my youngest was just playing outside and just for a few minutes and be, before lunch ended and she had to get back to class. So I, just to be, just to be silly, I grabbed the, I grabbed the big chef's knife, the French chef's knife from the kitchen off the block. And I, I went into Cam's, uh, the Cam cave, as I like to call it, and as Cam hates when I say that. But I just slowly opened the door and held the knife up with my with my bank robber's ski mask on. Cam looked at me like, what, what the fuck are you doing? I said, eh, I'm just having some fun. I'm going for a walk. I'll see you in a bit. Okay. I put the knife back. And then I went outside. And, and Kaylin was still playing outside. So I said, well, I'm going to wait for Kaylin to come back into the house before I go on my walk. I don't want to leave the kiddo outside. So I, so I waited a few minutes. And I... A few minutes later, Kaylin came back in and got on her school call. I, I went back inside to get warm, and I, I was just standing there with the ski mask on, and I was still singing this song. It was still in my head, so I just sat, I stood in the middle of the room, and I went, Jingle bells, jingle bells. And then Cam came running out because they thought that I had already left to go on my walk. <laughs> I was wondering who was standing in the middle of the... Uh, the middle of the couch room, as we call it, singing jingle bells, and I still had the ski mask on. So, brief moment of terror for <laughs> brief moment of terror for poor Cam. And then I went on my way and had my walk, and Kaylin came back in, and they had their class, and that was the end of it. That's a great day. It's a great story, right? Uh, but yesterday we were we've been reminiscing over a number of things today. There's just so many things I was I was thinking about. You know, Binghamton as a uh, you know, as I saw how much snow they got, and I was thinking of, you know, some of the times. That's a place that gets a lot of snow. It's in the mountains. Clouds just hang over Binghamton. It's a purple vortex. 
and I would always, you know, it would be a beautiful sunny day. I'd be heading back to school, sun shining everywhere, just a gorgeous day. And I would get about 20 minutes outside of town and I could see the, I could see the clouds rolling in because they just hang there. The clouds just, they move in and they just sit there for days upon days upon days. I don't know if it's still true, but I, somebody told me that it's like the fifth cloudiest place on the planet or in the country or something ridiculous like that it's some guy retired lived in binghamton his whole life and he retired my landlord this told this story some guy that he knew from the neighborhood retired moved to florida he'd been waiting finally worked his ass off lived in binghamton his whole life he retired he moved to florida and then of course you know he got that uh he got that ironic skin cancer after living in the cold and the clouds all his life he goes to florida he gets skin cancer and the doctor actually told him, like, you know, I would strongly consider, I would strongly recommend not living in Florida. One of the places you might want to consider is uh, is this town called Binghamton. That's just, it's endless clouds all year. (laughs) You're going to, you're going to do what it's cold. Uh, There's not a lot of sun. It's, it's, it's a good place for people with skin cancer to live. (laughs) This is Binghamton. And the guy said, yeah, I'd rather just have cancer and stay here than go back to Binghamton. Anyway, they got they got tons of snow, but I was thinking about my my college days there. I was oh god, I was thinking about I didn't want to go. I, I was at the point in my life where I'm like, you know, I, I'm a person who's I hate frat parties. I always hated frat parties. They're the worst. Uh, there's there has not been. I was I was talking with Kimmy. I said I've never been to a frat party where I came out of that and said, boy, that was really worth it. I had a great time at that. I, every, every one that I went to, I hated it and I couldn't wait for it to be done and leave. And then as soon as I left, I was happy that it was over. And, uh, one of the ones I went to was in Binghamton. The only, I think I went to one frat party in Binghamton because I had been to so many at all my friends' schools and I just had no interest in going. And there was this kid who lived across the hall. He was a nice guy, Steve, who was from Florida, from Fort Lauderdale, really nice kid. We got along really well. Just one of those just fun-loving, good-looking guys who just everything kind of falls into place. And uh, he yeah, he begged me all year. He's like, come on, come out with us, come out with us. And finally in the spring, it was like two weeks left. I'm like, eh, all right, I'll go to the stupid frat party. It was the worst time I think I've ever had anywhere, at any frat party or any anything. There's so many places. Basically, this asshole... I'm like, yeah, I'll go out with you. So we went, we, we hung out at somebody's house. I don't know anybody, and I don't want to know anybody. I mean, we're just sitting there. They're, like, passing around this bottle of Southern Comfort, taking swigs. And I'm just like, that is disgusting. The germs on that bottle is, that is, is making me sick. I'm like, I think he pretty, pretty, pretty early in the night realized what a huge mistake he had made by inviting me. To go out to go out with them, because I'm sitting there like, do you know how many germs there are? It's gross. We're all gonna get sick. No, thank you, sir. I I pass. I'm not gonna drink that alcoholic beverage this day, uh, my good man. And uh, and and then we we went. Uh, you know, we were out in the street, and some kid had this like souped up, tricked out, pimped out ride that he was bragging about how he put thirty thousand dollars into this car. He was another kid from Florida. And he was talking about how people, uh, people from up up here, they think, uh, they they flip out when they see a car like this. But that's just everywhere in Florida. I'm like, yeah, I know, because Florida's dumb, and people think like putting lights on cars and 
painting racing stripes is interesting. And the only people who think that are people in Florida. You notice how the rest of the country doesn't give a shit about that stuff? Because it's stupid. That's why. And he was bragging about how he spent $30,000. I'm like, yeah, you spent 30000 of your dad's dollars on this car. People think that's a lot of money to spend on a car, but in Florida, that's like nothing. Well, then fucking take your shitty car with your police lights. Oh, wow, he's got police lights. That's illegal. Take your stupid car and your stupid police lights and go back to Florida then. What are you doing in Binghamton? What kind of idiot? Like, I'm from New York, so this isn't really like a great drastic change for me. It's just slightly cloudier than the other cloudy area that I'm from. It's it's pretty much the same. There's a lot of snow and there's mountains and uh, it's a it's a kind of a suckier version of where I'm from. And uh, I happen to like where I'm from. Binghamton, I'm not so nuts about. It's a pretty it's truly a depressing place. It's just enough extra of like gloominess to make you just really kind of bummed out. Um, anyway. Uh, so I just remember thinking like, well, boy, I, I don't, I don't care about this kid's car. It's not impressing me. I know he's not trying to impress me, but it's just stupid. Congrats on pissing away a ton of money, <laughs> like an insane amount of money on a stupid car with some, with some orange paint and some lights. Oh my God. He's got lights. Oh, he's got a black. Oh, he's got a black light. Oh, underneath the car lights up. That's cool. That's cool for other people, since you're going to be driving a car. You'll never see it, you jackass. Anyway. I hate anyone who's ever pimped their ride. <laughs> I hate that phrase, pimp, pimp my ride. Who was that? Not uh, Exhibit? Was that the guy? The show on MTV? Pimp my ride. Ugh. Anyway. Uh, and then we went to the frat party itself. And uh, Steve promptly, promptly uh, abandoned me. <laughs> I had no other... He was the only person in this whole group that I knew. It was him and all his buddies. I I was at a point where I wasn't, like, trying to make buddies. I, I went outside and smoked cigarettes with Keith. I sat in my dorm. I went on Instant Messenger and the Internet, and I watched wrestling, and I played video games, and I spent a lot of time in the library because I was a big nerd, and that was about it. And that's all I really wanted to do. I wanted to get good grades and then be done because I didn't particularly... Like, college wasn't, you know... A, that was one of my least favorites. That's what everybody's like, oh, it's the best time of your life. It was like, it was okay. I was excited for it to be over. Uh, it's just not my scene, man. <laughs> I like college is fine and getting a degree is fine. Uh, although it's just a spectacular waste of money. If it didn't cost what it costs to get a degree. And yeah, my state school degree was fine. Uh, but, you know. Uh, there were, I had to go on to that grad school thing, which was, oh my god, what a, what a mistake. But anyways, but it's good though, because I couldn't get, uh, I couldn't make the salary that I make to pay for the degree that I needed to get to make the salary that I make to pay off the degree without the degree that I got that allows me to have the salary that I now have that helps me pay off the student loans that I had to take out to get the degree that I needed to get to make the money that I now make, which helps me pay off the, the debt of the degree that I got. So yeah, it was it was a great great uh, great investment all around. Anyways, I've talked about that plenty of times on previous episodes. So this frat party, <laughs> oh, oh god. So we get there and he's just like, all right, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna just. I don't know. I don't know if he said I'm gonna hang with my friends. He kind of had like girls. You know, he was into like the girls that were the. I Kimmy and I were together, so I wasn't I wasn't interested in like I'm not I'm not here to like hook up with girls, meet girls. I'm not here to. I'm not here to meet anybody. I don't want to meet anybody. 
I'm just here because I said I'll go with you, and Uber doesn't exist, so I can't just leave. And uh, <laughs> there's no smartphone, so I can't just I can't call a cab. So so I'm stuck. I'm just stuck at this frat party. So I'm there, and it's horrible, and the music stinks, and the people stink. Literally, it's just sweaty people in May in a room in a house and just dancing and it's dark and I, and I'm like I'm not ready to go out to do I'm not ready to do anything I'm you know I was wearing jeans that you know probably looked like the same crappy jeans that I have now they probably look like mom jeans faded dusty old <laughs> jeans and a white polo shirt with spaghetti stains <laughs> on it and probably dock ciders stupid thing that I wore back in those days because I had no style. I had no fucking ability to just maintain myself in any significant, meaningful way. So I didn't know what to do because Steve just kind of left me. He just kind of abandoned me. Like, that was the end of our friendship. I was like, I was pretty much done with Steve after that night. Like, I didn't, I didn't really, I don't know if I even talked to him again. Like, we were really good buddies. We hung out a lot. In the in the dorms, and we chatted, and we had like a lot of laughs and stuff. And then he took me out to this this frat party and just ditched me. After come on, come out, come out, it'll be fun, it'll be fun. And uh, yeah, he just fucking he went off with his pals, and he's dancing and he's doing whatever. And I'm like, okay, well, I, I don't know. I'm just so I'm just by myself, and there's no space on the wall because people are all like mingling against the wall. Because I thought, well, I can just lean on the wall for the rest of this time. And wait for it to be over. Well, there's no room there. So I'm like, all right, I'll just dance. So I'm, I'm dancing by myself. I'm in jeans, dock siders, and a white <laughs> a white polo shirt that's that's just has like old food stains on it. And the whole the whole fucking room is one big blue light. So that was cool too. So you can just see, you know, every stain that I have because I didn't wash my clothing. I didn't take care of myself. I didn't wash my sheets. I didn't wash my clothing. I was just a just a blob, just a dirt ball, and uh, so so I'm just dancing by myself for what seemed like hours. It seemed like hours. Maybe it was only twenty minutes. I don't know. It seemed like it seemed like hours and hours, and I'm just dancing by myself in the middle of this room. And there's other people, and they're like with their friends and their people. And I'm just like I don't know what else to do, so I'm just I'm just gonna dance by myself. And uh, the only time that there was any interaction whatsoever was there was this tiny little girl, I mean, college kid, not like a little kid. It was like, a you know, a 18, over 18, uh, who turned to me and said something along the lines of, I have a boyfriend. And I was like, well, that's okay. I have a girlfriend. I'm not interested in you. I'm just dancing. And she was like, yeah, okay, no, no thanks. I'm like I'm not trying to like dance on you. I'm just I'm dancing in on the dance floor and we're yeah, I'm sorry. Sorry. So the one interaction that I had, I'm like you know, getting yelled at. <laughs> so it was really it was a really fun night. And I yeah, I don't think I ever talked to the kid again. Uh, but there was but that was just one. There were so many Oh man, Nate went to Union College and we'd go over, you know, I'd come out Friday, Saturday nights and we'd just go to a frat party and I'd fucking, oh my God, I hated every every single one of those. The happiest I was was like before the frat party, we were hanging out in the dorm room just playing video games and that was, that's good enough for me. I've told you about lunch in high school when it was just like Nate, Joe, myself, Jay Cook, 
Jen Wolf, eventually Aydin's for some reason. And uh, and that was that was great. It was just a small group, so we could chat and have laughs and have fun. And uh, and then you know I never wanted to sit at the giant table with all the people, even though I was friends with those guys. I just didn't. It was just too much, too much, man. Too much noise, man. And so these frat parties, just oh god, I hate just the the disgustingness and this just the smells and the sounds and the people who go there, and it's just awful. Everything about it is just fucking awful. And I don't, I don't specifically remember any particular frat parties at Union College. I just remember being there and wanting to leave. But you know, but at least, at least at those frat parties, the friends that I went with, like, hung out with me. There was one of those frat parties that was actually fun. Double J and Joe were both home for the weekend, and I was home, obviously. I and and Nate was of course local, so the four of us got together and we went out to frat parties, and that was actually a very fun night. We were freshmen, and the four of us were dancing together, just the four of us, like in a circle. And some girl came up and asked Nate if we were freshmen, and he goes, "Yeah, how'd you know?" And she's like, "I can tell because you're dancing with yourselves and not with other girls." <laughs> you got us. We're freshmen, not dancing with girls, just just dancing with the fellas. And I was the designated driver, so I wasn't having anything to drink. But uh, yeah, I'm, you know, I was always in a dancing mood. So we were, uh, yeah, we were just we were in the basement of some fucking shitty frat house thing, and it kind of cleared out. And it was they were still playing music, and it was just us. I mean, the whole night was just us dancing with each other. <laughs> so there it is. That was the one. That's the one and only frat party that I can think of that I had a, a fun time. You know, with uh, with many buddies, close friends, and, uh, oh, man, and one of the worst, the worst one was, uh, I went out to, to, uh, to Colgate to visit Shimo. That was the worst. Um, I don't know if the frat, the frat party was probably fine. I'm sure it was fine. It was the giant, uh, this fucking gravity bong that I got there, and I'm, like, sitting with Shimo and some of his, you know, housemates, roommates, flatmates, whatever they, whatever you call them, and, uh, back in the, the very brief window of time, <laughs> very brief window in my life where I smoked weed between the ages of, like, 17 and 21, basically, six, I think, no, I was 16 the first time I smoked, so there was a five-year, very brief five-year window, and that, that 16, when I was 16, I, you know, once or twice, and then not again for another year, and then once or twice, and then not again really until I was like 18, and then and then a good amount for so it was really three years. Let's call it three years that I that I enjoyed. I enjoyed somebody whipping up a nice a nice fresh batch of pot and bringing it along on a on a on a night out with the with the gents and the ladies too. Uh, but it was as I've mentioned before, it was just not for me at all. It was. 20, 30 minutes of me laughing and having a great time, and then I want to go to sleep. I'm just too tired. I can't. I'm too sleepy now. I'm sleepy. Uh, so this was this was without question. Uh, this is not a top five. This is a top one. This is the worst experience I've ever had. I've ever had smoking weed because I, oh, I took some big hits on that gravity bong. You know, I tr- I treated it like. The usual, you know, the little pipe, the little, uh, you know, little thing, and uh, this this gravity bong was this big fucking giant tube thing. I I don't know. 
that uses gravity. I, <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't know the science behind it. But I do know that within a few minutes, I was done. I just couldn't. I was glued to the, the couch, the chair that I was sitting on. I was, that was it. I've, I took a few big fucking, big hits of that stupid thing. And uh, I leaned back, and I just, I was, I was dead. I was just, <laughs> I was awake, and I was inside. I, my, physically, I felt like I can't move. I can't, I can't move my body. I see people, and I hear people, and they're talking on other sides of me, and I think some of them are even talking to me. I can't turn my head. I can't, I think my eyeballs are moving, and I can see that. And I'm trapped inside my body, and I want to be able to answer these people. And my inner monologue is able to answer the questions. And my mouth and lips and voice <laughs> are not able to work together in this uh, in this particular project. And the project being speech, basic human interaction. I could not do it. And uh, our friend, our high school friend Bahar, went to the same school. She stopped by. I was like, hey, uh, Johnny's going to be here. He's coming, you know, it was the weekend before Christmas. And I was on the way home. I was like, hey, yeah, I'll stop. I'll stay a, a night or two with Shima. We'll have some fun. And uh, she stopped by like, oh, my God, it's great to see. I couldn't get off the couch. I I just, I think I had enough energy to, like, lift my arm up and just go, <laughs> and she sat down next to me. And I'm, like, trying to, I'm trying to turn to just, like, look at her, to talk to her. Like, how you doing? I couldn't, I could not do it. It took me what felt like an hour and a half to just turn my head to the left and look at her. And I knew I was doing something wrong when her response was she just uncontrollably started laughing and she said, what are you doing? And I, I said, I, I don't know. Please help me. I just took every muscle in my body to turn my head to even look at you. And now... I didn't think any farther ahead than turning to the left. And now I don't know what to do. I'm probably... This is all in my head. Again, I'm just staring at her. Because I can't turn my head back to center. So I'm in my head. I'm like, Bahar, I'm sorry. I see that it's you. I'm happy to see you. I don't know what else to do. I've used every ounce of energy to turn my head to you. And I haven't thought this far ahead enough <laughs> to know what to do next. Please forgive me i know it's very weird what you're seeing right now but i can't help it and uh so i you know and then i just turned my head back and i just sat in the couch and i'm like i i can't i can't move i can't go and then shimo's there like uh hey we're you know 10 minutes we're gonna head out to the frat parties i'm like oh oh for christ's sakes i'm like ah there's the answer to the question how could this get any worse <laughs> and i just i just i finally calm down if I had enough strength that I got up and I said I can't I'm not uh I will not be attending this this evening <laughs> my good man uh I'm gonna just hang out here and it, the uh, and the thing is I felt bad because it's like what your friend your friend came all the way out here to see you and he's not coming out with us yeah because I physically don't think I can't I can't I don't know what's happening right now so I went into I went into Shimo's room and he had I feel like he had the high school yearbook there for some reason. And I sat down and I just I didn't know what to do. I just sat on his computer chair and uh and and, and opened up the yearbook 
and I was just, I was thumbing through pages in the yearbook and I didn't even know, I, nothing, there wasn't a thought being processed. There wasn't anything happening other than I don't know what to do right now. <laughs> this is all I know. Like I'm just sitting, now I'm just sitting in another room because I had to get away from all these people because I don't, I don't, I'm just, I can't, I can't communicate and I can't move. And, uh, and Joe came in, he's like, Hey, what's going on? You all right? You're not going to come out. I'm like, I, I, no, I, I don't know what, I don't know what to do. I don't know. I can't, I can't move. And he's like, and, and Joe's response to everything that has nothing to do with him is like, ah, ah, no big deal. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. You'll be fine. It's fine. Come on. Let's go. Like Joe, I, I, I have to stay here. And, and then he's like, all right. He's like, well, we're going to go. We're going to go in, uh, in, in a few minutes. I'm like, all right, all right. Just, just let me, just, just give me a sec. Just give me a sec. And I ended up going out. And I was, I, I, I pulled it, my, pulled myself together enough to, to walk out, to like put a coat on, I think, maybe, I don't know. And I just, I remember going to some different places, some different fat houses. I couldn't tell you which, I couldn't tell you where, I did nothing, I, you know, who knows. And I think every one we got to, I just looked for a chair <laughs> because I couldn't, like walking was okay, but the notion of standing, uh, not happening not happening so I got to these frat houses and I just I parked my ass if there was a chair available I went and found that chair and I think I just I would just lie down and I'm like I can't I'm done I'm done I was done before the night began I was done at like six o'clock 6 30 whenever I got there I think it was still daylight quite frankly so and it's December so probably 4 30 I think I was done <laughs> and then we're out all night at these frat parties and I'm just I don't remember much. That's that's about all I remember, and uh, oh, it was it was the absolute worst. It was the absolute worst. And then I kept thinking too, you know, like I was as I was sitting in Shimo's room, thumbing through the yearbook because I just I didn't know what to do with myself. And I'm like, God, these these people think I'm probably like some kind of sad sack, like antisocial fucking weirdo. <laughs> and I'm uh, <laughs> who's like I'm I don't want to go out. I'm just gonna sit and look at your yearbook because I'm I'm homesick and I miss my friends and I don't want to go out with the on the, the other people. I don't know them. Couldn't be further from the truth. Although there's probably is some truth to that because I don't really like you know I don't like meeting new people. But uh, <laughs> but the real truth was I I was I don't give a shit. I've gone out with you know a bunch of people. Obviously went out with this fucking Steve at Binghamton. And all his stupid, shitty friends who I didn't know. And I uh, was able, you know, I managed. I managed just fine. I mean, I wouldn't say just fine, but I managed. It's all good. Uh, but the thing is, none of that was true. It's simply, I can't function. And the only thing I, that mechanically I could get my arms and body to do was to move into another room and sit in another chair and pick up a yearbook. And I just sat there looking at the yearbook. And I didn't know what else to do. I was just so fucking far gone. It was bad. <laughs> it, was, it wasn't long after that that uh, that uh, Weed and I parted ways for good. It was because that would have been, I guess that, well, yeah, I mean that would have been like December of two thousand, May of May twenty fourth, two thousand one. My twenty first birthday was the last time I I uh, I smoked any weed of any kind. <clears throat> and uh yeah that was it uh 
but I, oh, that was a, that was a, that was an ugly night. And then you know, on you know, for me, like yeah, I've, I've, I've told weed stories before, and it just gets you know, it, it, made me, it makes me so you know, it makes everybody fucking weird, right? But uh, when you're when you're with people that you don't really know, it it does make it it does make it worse, at least for me. And I'm such a at least at that time especially just like just an awkward an awkward cat. As I was, as I was awkward through much of my, uh, much of my youth, and it's not much better now. I'm just, I'm professional enough. I've, I've been out in the world enough that I can, I can certainly disguise any, any awkwardness, and, you know, I can, I can project a level of confidence that would make people think that I truly am that person. It's all bullshit. Just like everybody, you know, everybody has, like, I have, I have major imposter syndrome and major anxiety about you know, social interactions and lots of things like that, just, just dread. And then, uh, and then what ends up, what ends up happening is, um, that's fucking weird. That is fucking weird. I, I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt, ladies and gentlemen. I'm, I'm looking out the window. I, I, just a few minutes ago, I was looking across the road in a window and it, you know they got the lights on, and I just happened to glance up, and I thought, "Is that? I, can't, I couldn't tell. It's like, is that a person? Is that a is that a specter of some kind? A ghoul? Because whatever it was was just standing there, and I couldn't. It's too far away for me to 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 know what I'm looking at, and I don't want to also look like I'm some kind of peeping peeper. And uh, okay, well, there's a person. Oh wait, oh okay, it is okay. All right, all right, now I get it. <laughs> I thought, I, I thought there was like a ghost. It looks like a, it looked like a ghost with like classic ghost sheets, and I thought, no, surely that's just somebody's bathrobe hanging on the door. And then I looked up, and the, the it was gone. And I thought, oh my god, it's, that, that is, it's a, it's a La Lorena, La La Lorna, La Lorna. What's that terrible movie? Lorena Blanca. Uh, and I looked up and saw it was gone, and I thought, oh my god, it's a ghost. And then the woman came back in and closed the door. It turns out the door had just been opened, and now the door is closed, and it's, it is, in fact, just a bathrobe hanging on a door. Or the lady came into the room and has now locked herself in the room with a, a ghoul, an apparition of some sort. A paranormal a ghoul. Some kind of ghoul. All right, anyway. Yeah, so just just my, my general awkwardness. Combined with marijuana, made for some made for some weird times, and that was you know it was enough for me. After a while, like yeah, I can't, I have to, I I really I realize I can only be with my absolute closest friends and enjoy this stuff, and even then it's not that enjoyable because I just get after 20, 30 minutes, an hour tops, I'm just I'm ready for bed. I'm ready to just hit the hay. I'm I'm done. I can't do it. Uh, yeah, and that's why. I, you know, I'm so happy that my kids are like, and look, I'm not saying this because they're my kids, but they're very sort of self-aware and they have this confidence that I never possessed at that age and don't possess now. And they have this just sort of comfortability in their own skin that I'm frankly pretty jealous of. Like at, a, at, a, at the age of 9, 10, 11, nowhere, nowhere near where these guys are, which is pretty cool. It's pretty exciting. And they're they're both really funny, and yeah, I know 
everybody's going to say that about their kids. If my kids were not funny, I wouldn't be sitting here telling you that I have funny kids. I'm not that kind of person. If my kids weren't funny, I would sit here and say, like, man, I wish I had some funny kids. These fuckers couldn't tell a joke to save their lives. Uh, but that's not true. They're both they're both just, like, they can be real smart asses and real ball busters. And in a, in, a, in a fun, kind of funny way. You know, sometimes kids make jokes and they make fun of somebody and it's like, oh, my God, you're fucking... You're a fucking, you really are a kid, because that's, only a kid would say that and think that that's funny. But then my kids say shit that's like, that's, wow, that's harsh, and that's funny. And uh, and I just think like, oh my god, I'm, uh, you know, again, it's not one of those, hey, they're my kids kind of funny, but like legit funny. And I was such a nerd. I was such a nerd. I looked like Harry Potter. That's, I think that's why, I love Harry Potter. When it first came out, when those books first came out in those movies, I said, this this kid's a piece of shit. I hate this kid because I looked at Harry Potter and I just, I was looking into a mirror kid with just plain hair and glasses wearing a sweater and khaki pants. And I'm like, what the fuck? Who, who has stolen my likeness <laughs> and, and used it to make billions of dollars in this franchise? And I came to love Harry Potter and, and, uh, and that's all good. But boy, when I was like, I mean, I looked like Harry Potter. I was just this nerd and, Unlike my kids where they get a lot of laughs and they're very funny and their teachers tell, and that's the other thing. It's not just us. We hear other people saying like, man, your kids are funny. The teachers and other people and the parents of other kids and this and that, like, man, your kids are really funny. I'm like, good, great. I wasn't when I was that age. So if they're funny now, I hope that this is just, if this is the starting point for them, because I had a, (laughs) they're like, they're starting, uh, you know, considerably farther ahead of the uh, of the starting line than than I was starting from that's a that's a great sentence that I just constructed there that's a really well put together uh, phraseology and anyway <laughs> but when I was a kid man nobody fucking was laughing at my age the only kid the only people who were laughing at me when I was that age like 9 10 11 12 were my relatives and they were not laughing with me they were laughing at me uh, and I was thinking of one Easter Sunday where I came sprinting from the backyard of my parents' house, we had an outdoor Easter egg hunt. My sister and I and my cousins. And uh, I came sprinting into the front yard uh, because my, somebody yelled, my dad or somebody yelled, like, there's some eggs here in the front yard. You're missing the eggs. And uh, and I just came, I sprinted, dashed into the front yard from the backyard. And as soon as I came around the corner, my dad and my uncle were standing there talking. And my uncle just burst out laughing, like almost fell over laughing. And I thought, well, that's, boy, the coincidence here of this, this, this timing of me coming around the corner in my suit and dress shoes and tie. <clears throat> I'm wearing a suit and tie, and I'm holding a pink Easter basket. And I'm not really running so much as I'm prancing because the shoes that I was wearing and the, the grass was kind of tall. And so I'm, I'm kind of like prancing a little bit because I, I couldn't run with dress shoes because they were going to fall off. So I'm, I'm very awkwardly running, but I'm sprinting and I have this bath. I'm holding this basket, you know, underhandedly, underhandedly. It's an underhand. I'm holding it underhand. And, uh, and I came sprinting and my uncle Kim just started, he was just, he almost fell on the ground laughing. And I thought, Maybe they're just talking about something completely different, and that's why they're laughing. Not, not the sight of me in my suit and tie, and I'm like 13, and I'm like two feet taller than all my cousins who are, you know, much younger and should be having Easter egg hunts. And I'm, you know, 
I what am I doing having an Easter egg hunt? And I'm wearing a suit and I'm I'm prancing around in the grass in a suit with an Easter egg basket, and uh, and that that kind of thing. And then as 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 cousin Frank had mentioned uh, on earlier episodes of the podcast when I talked about my love, really more obsession with Transformers. That's the thing. I had I had all of the nerd like tendencies. Uh, you know, I had the glasses, the straight hair, like uh, Harry Potter. I had all the like the the awkward and weird social tendencies of a classic nerd, but I didn't have any of the nerdy features. Like I wasn't an expert on. You know, I didn't give a shit about Star Wars. I didn't care about comics. I didn't care about like the Dungeons and Dragons. I didn't know anything. I didn't know anything about anything. I Transformers, and then eventually, uh, eventually wrestling. But that was that wasn't until later. I mean, I was like twelve. I'm talking, you know, when I'm like 8, 9, 10, 11, uh, I wasn't yet into wrestling. So it was really, uh, I guess, Transformers, uh, Pee Wee Herman, <laughs> video games, uh, not much else. And so I was just, I was a nerd in the sense that I was just an awkward kid who looked like, if somebody could just draw a sketch of a nerd, a sketch artist... <laughs> Uh, so you say it was a nerd who robbed this bank? Uh, describe him for me. Uh, round head, <laughs> just plain straight hair, glasses, sweater, khaki pants. You know, nerd. Looked like a nerd, and that's that's that was me. So, uh, Uncle uh, cousin Frank, I know, texted me after the last year's podcast when I talked about Transformers the movie and my love of Transformers to tell me how my my deceased grandmother, uh, Grandma Hopkins would sit around they would the family would talk about like wow he's almost expressed concern for my maniacal obsession with transformers because i would just everything in life was transformers it was everything i wasn't the only kid like that but i was the only kid that my relatives knew who was like that because nobody else in my family even remotely gave two shits about transformers so when they saw me they thought who is this freakazoid and all he does is he plays with Transformers, he carries around Transformers, he talks about Transformers, he whistles the Transformers music. You know, I would be, we'd be out at the pool swimming in the summer, and I would just, I would relate everything that I was doing to a scene from a Transformers episode or from Transformers the movie. It was nonstop. I, I just spoke the language of Transformers, and that was it. So they were probably sitting around talking about, like, boy, what a fucking loser. This kid looks, he looks like a nerd. All he knows about is Transformers. What a, what a useless piece of shit. <laughs> Our nephew slash grandson. Um, my, mind you, my, my, my mom's side of the family didn't think that because there's, there's a, there's a long, a long lineage, a long lineage of nerds on that side. My grandpa, uh, my grandpa was definitely a nerd. Uh, you know, he had his train sets in the basement. He was an engineer, so he's very smart, wore glasses. He's he was a he was a classic nerd except he also like played golf and uh, it was a World War Two uh, you know in the B twenty four bombers top turret so he was also like badass uh, you know he was a man <laughs> he was very social so uh, you know he had he had those those ten which eventually I I picked I did of course pick up those those characters it's not the manliness. Being able to get into a, a fucking top turret of a of a of a plane and shoot shoot at people, uh, but the at least the social abilities. But uh, yeah, there's there's plenty of nerds on my mom's side of the family. My mom's a nerd in some in some regards. Uh, <laughs> we're all just yeah, we're nerdy about things. 
but on my on my dad's side, it's it's a little a little bit less so. There's a, there's a few out there. I mean, cousin Frank, if you're listening, I don't think I'm, I'm I don't think I'm telling tales out of school here. But you and I, we bonded. You were like, you know, you were the cousin that I bonded with the most because look, you were a you were a glasses wearing, uh, you were a four eyed nerd just like me. And uh, we weren't really into sports, but we sure loved video games and toys and Ninja Turtles. And uh, I got you into wrestling. I got you into WWE wrestling one summer when you came to visit. And yeah, we sat around listening to music. We'd listen to MC Hammer and play video games. Uh, I'd go. We'd go to your house in Jersey, and I'd play your Sega Master System, and you'd come up and play my Super Nintendo. And uh, yeah, we would just talk shop. We would just we just nerd out about yeah video games and toys and wrestling and all that crap. Uh, but yeah, the rest of the family it was yeah, on that side, not so much. But anyways, my my point is, I mean, I, I, again, the Transformers things. I would go. There was a playground, the, the Charlton Heights playground. It was brand new at the time. This big wooden. It was called a creative playground, is what they used to call it. I don't know what they call it now. I think they just call it a playground now. Uh, you know, the big wooden thing with all the structures and neat stuff that you couldn't find. You know, the, the typical playground back then was you know, it's a couple swing sets, a teeter-totter, and maybe a slide. And that's about it. You know, maybe a little, you know, one of those monkey bar things, the ring dealies. Uh, you know, one of those merry-go-rounds, one of those old rusty, squeaky merry-go-rounds that you'd fling kids off of. That kind of thing. <clears throat> but these these playgrounds in the in the eighties and nineties that they started building are creative playgrounds with the wood structures and all the you know, bullshit. Anyway, yeah, and, and this Charlton Heights uh, playground, this elementary school playground, had a little uh, like an intercom thing that you could talk into. I just thought that it had a speaker on the other side of the wood that was just maybe just slightly projecting my voice. So I would, we would go to the playground, and while my sister was playing on playground things, I would go up to this thing and just talk into, I guess this is, you know, this is an interesting revelation here. I had no interest in the swings and the playing. I would go up and just talk into this, <laughs> this playground microphone. Here I am now talking into, talking into basically my own playground microphone, an expensive playground microphone that's broadcast to about as many people as heard me... <laughs> talking on the playground microphone when I was nine years old. Anyway, uh, I would go to the playground and I would talk, I would just run up to this microphone thing and I would just repeat lines from Transformers the movie. Uh, uh, you know, <laughs> one shall stand, one shall fall. <laughs> I would just talk like I would pretend I was Hot Rod and Ultra Magnus and Galvatron. Uh... <laughs> Coronation Starscream. This is bad comedy. <laughs> Megatron, is that you? Anyway, here's a hint. Uh, so I would just, that's it. I would just stand there and I would just recite Transformers the movie, not knowing that anybody could hear me doing this. I thought it was just like, I thought this was just into like a vacuum. It was just a, you know, hey, you can pretend you're on a microphone. <laughs> What I didn't know, because uh, I would look over on the other side of the playground and I would see these kids leaning their ears up to one of the wooden posts and then I would see them fall over laughing, like they would double over with laughter. And then I would like stop for a second and say, huh, that's weird. Yeah, oh well. <laughs> 
Optimus Prime. <laughs> I will destroy you. You know, and I would just do all the uh, all the Transformers voices and go back to it. And then I would see these kids go back up and put their ears up to this this wooden thing, this wooden post, and then fall over laughing and be like, "Oh my God, what is he doing? What is what? Who is that?" And uh, and I would just keep doing like all the voices from Transformers the movie, all the lines, everything. And. Uh, <laughs> And then I realized, uh, oh, it, 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 it hit me after about 20 minutes of this, after I got through about the first act, the first act and a half of the Transformers, the movie in this little intercom thing that like, oh, I wonder if this is like a little (laughs) sort of telephone type system where my voice is carrying all the way to that, the opposite side of the playground. And those kids who are doubling over with laughter I wonder if they can hear what I'm saying. <clears throat> and then I think I went back and I was like, can you hear what I'm saying? And they just started laughing and they yelled back and they're like, yes, you idiot. <laughs> and, and then I was, and then I never, I never used that thing ever again. Cause I was, compl- I was so embarrassed, absolutely mortified. Here I am. I'm thinking that I'm just talking into this, this bottomless pit, this black hole where sound just disappears. And I'm just like, pretend I'm talking like Megatron, Megatron must be stopped. No matter the cost. (laughs) Why throw away your life so recklessly Optimus Prime? (laughs) Oh man. When are we going to start busting deceptive chops? Patience, Ironhide. And, uh, yeah, like I'm doing now and, and I was doing that and then realized people can hear me and I will never do this again. And, uh, yeah, so I'm just glad, (laughs) I'm glad my kids are just nothing, nothing like that at all. Oh my God. I'm so glad that they, uh, they have the confidence. They're actually pretty cool. I'll be honest. The oldest in particular is just as as cool of a human being as I've ever met. It's sort of unbelievable. Almost like I how are you I get that you're related to me because we're very, very much alike, but wow. Just the the coolness vibe that you're putting out is uh and sometimes there's and, and by by the way, sometimes they're a big fucking nerd too. We're all this is a this is a house of house of nerds. <laughs> oh man, but it's uh it's it's so impressive. Like, wow, these kids are you know they know how to they know how to be smart asses. They know how to break balls. They know how to make fun of make fun of me. <laughs> I'm a good uh, I'm a good I don't know test dummy for them to try out material on. Oh man, but uh, yeah. All right, uh, let me take a break and get some water. I'll come back and uh, a couple more topics. Right here on episode seventy of the Birthday Boy Podcast. Oh, wait a minute! Wait a wait just a minute. I, I I'm being I'm being told in my headset we're gonna take. I, I thought the Womack Family Holiday Spectacular was over. I guess we're going to be checking in. Uh, well, let's take a listen. Uh, let's let's check in. The, the The Spectacular is going to be going all night long. Frankly, for the next what two two and a half weeks, right? I mean, it's only uh, it's only Thursday, December seventeenth. It's two weeks until it's a week until Christmas Eve. It's two weeks until New Year's Eve. This spectacular on Hilton Head Island. This goes. This is a two-week non-stop. <clears throat> They're going to be partying right up until New Year's. 
and that whole, I mean, New Year's Day is on a Friday, so they'll probably be partying until the second or third. It's it's going to be a just a boozy, crazy time, and who knows if Dental Cliff he might get humped again by Cousin Cliff. Who that? By the way, what a what a uh, what what a revelation! Cousin Cliff is eighteen, and he's about six foot five, and he hasn't uh, he just hasn't quite hit that uh, hit that change. He still has that. Vo- By the way, that that is uh, to, to pull back the curtain a little bit on Cousin Cliff. I think we've all known some Cousin Cliffs in our days, and I was when I when I. I saw somebody on a commercial, and I said, "Oh my God, that's cousin Cliff." It was this kid. He looks like he's probably, you know, in high school. He looks like he's, frankly, looks like he's fifteen. He's probably eighteen or nineteen. It's a car commercial, you know, where the the the, the multi billion jillionaire uh, car dealership guys put their kids on the thing. You know, they they get right out of college and they get like a, a nice office job at the car dealership. Uh, oh my! My kid just graduated. Uh, they're twenty two years old. They're the head of marketing now. Uh, you, Stevenson, I know you've been here for 20 years and you've, you've been responsible for some of our most successful campaigns, but, uh, yeah, my kid just graduated with a bachelor's degree. So, uh, you're out of here. There's a new head of marketing and it is my child who just graduated three months ago. Anyway, uh, but I saw this kid's, I'm like, if that kid didn't have red hair, that's cousin Cliff, just like a chubby round face, like a boyish face, but on like this huge body. It's like clearly there's some <laughs> there's there's a the, the the growth spurts have have been staggered to some degree. <laughs> it's the the rest of it hasn't all caught up to some of the other pieces there, uh, but it'll get there. I've got humongous hands and a tiny a tiny baby's head, but it's all gonna in a couple of years it'll all pop into place. And so cousin Cliff, there was this kid that I worked with actually at Stewart's. The Saratoga, the north end of Saratoga Lake. There's a Stewart's on the south end of Saratoga Lake, and one at the north end. Maybe not anymore. Who knows with what's going on? Stewart's opening and closing and doing all that. But anyways, back in 2002, the the six months that I worked for Stewart's or seven months, whatever it was, which seemed like seven decades, <clears throat> I aged. I aged about seven years in those seven months. Anyway, uh, there was this kid, and he was like. You know, I'm not a tall guy, but this this dude was tall. He was really he had to be like six three, six four, six five, somewhere in there. He was a tall dude. He was a big guy. He was he was like in high school. He was I don't know maybe out of high school even. And and he talked like this, and I I couldn't. I would I would just like shake my head and rub my eyes. I would do a double take every time he spoke because I'm like, how is that voice? coming out of that monstrous towering <laughs> redwood <laughs> of an individual and he would I would be like uh hey man um do you want to go on your break or like what's uh what's up oh yeah I got about um I got about 10 more minutes and I'm gonna take my lunch it literally talked like that and it was so I mean it was comical because there's this big dude everything you know pimply faced like the pimply faced teen from Simpsons, but this guy, this guy was tall. He was a big dude, and uh, <laughs> everything else had gotten into uh, into adult status except the voice. <laughs> so it's this big giant kid. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna have my my bride. I gotta. Uh, uh, I just realized I'm gonna be late tomorrow because um, I have uh, I have divorce proceedings. Uh, my wife and I just we couldn't make it work. Um, so we're gonna see you. 
you know, my kids are my kids are 13, 16, and and, and 17. Uh, so we're gonna see who gets custody of the kids. <laughs> it was just it was so bizarre. And uh, and then there was this uh, I don't know it was like 1991, 92 that my dad had us in a Sunday bowling. It wasn't a league. Maybe it was a league. I don't know. It was like a bowl, it was like a clinic or something. And every Sunday, you signed up for it for how many weeks? I don't know. We were just there every Sunday. And then that got ruined because my dad suddenly decided he preferred church. And so, hey, we're bowling one week, and then the next week we're in church. And the bowling lasted for like a year, and church lasted for the rest of high school for me. And so that was a big bummer. But anyways... Uh, but the bowling was fun well, while, while it lasted. Going to the bowling alley on Sunday mornings was awesome. Going to church on Sunday mornings was not. Anyway, <laughs> different story for a different time. But this, uh, but we, they would, they would like rotate. You know, my sister and I and my dad, and they would just rotate. So you'd be, you know, we'd have some different people one week, and then we'd bowl with some other people the next week. And there was this one guy, clearly old enough to get himself to the bowling alley. So he's at least 16, but I, I mean, he looked, he looked like he was in his twenties and he was also, yeah, he was like six, six feet tall, six, two, maybe, uh, just your classic nineties. He had like the part down the middle hair that kind of curled around the side of his face, like kind of classic nineties sort of grunge alternative look. And he had the flannel shirts and the Baja sweater thing that was so hideous that people love to wear. And, uh, Yeah. And, you know, yeah, pimply-faced kid. And uh, he he barely spoke. And then when you heard him speak, you realize why. Like, I was I was 12, and I basically had the same voice that I have now. Hey, Dad, uh, I'm ready to do some bowling. Me, your sixth-grade son, I'm ready, to, I'm ready, to, ready to hit the old bowling alley, Pops. And uh, this kid's probably 10 years older than me, and he's like, I... Uh, Aren't you using that ball? <laughs> so it was just, I felt so bad. Like, oh my God, this kid, this kid's a foot taller than me. He's 10, at least eight, nine years older than me. And he sounds like I did like three years ago. And here I am, like five foot whatever. <laughs> and I, I yes, I, I'm going to use this bowling ball. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so yeah, so it's, so Cliff is, uh, cousin Cliff is having some interesting times there. He's just full on, you know, last year he was just like, the magazines, I need the magazines. And now this year he's just, you know, stuff is happening. I mean, you saw what happened on that game. We heard what happened on that game show a couple weeks back. He had a hard time. Even the, uh, even the sound clips that were just people were just women screaming because they got a new puppy or, a you know, somebody surprised them on Christmas. Uh, even that was making him crazy. Just the just the sounds of women screaming was just making him go crazy. Uh, and then uh, and then of course he got into a, a tussle there with Dental Cliff on the spectacular, and just like a like a like a dog, <laughs> like a dog, just just started laying into poor uh, Dental Cliff. I mean it's uh, so. Anyways, I'm gonna take a break, and, and in the meantime, let's check in uh, with this, the with the spectacular. Let's let's take you back out to to South Carolina, Hilton Head. And, uh, and see what's going on at the spectacular. And then I'll be back right after this. Uh, so, yeah, stay, stay, stick around. We got a lot, lot to come here on the Birthday Boy Podcast. Ah. 
Oh my goodness. Yes, here we are, coming to you. Oh, happy holidays indeed. It's more of the Womack Family Holiday Spectacular. Just because the studio audience has gone home for the night doesn't mean the spectacular is over. We're going to keep rocking and rolling, caroling and singing, playing Bibleopoly and Trivial Pursuit Psalms Edition, and tasting oatmeal and drinks for many, many weeks to come. The holiday season is just getting started. And now I want to ask, Uncle Cliff, can I ask you to do a duet with me? Why, sure, Grandma Cliff. I would be delighted. Oh, spectacular. It's a spectacular spectacular. Let's do a duet. Are you ready? And a one, and a two, and a... Out of all the reindeer, you know you're the mastermind. Run, run, Rudolph. Randolph ain't too far behind. Run, run, Rudolph. Santa's gotta make it to town. He's running out of time. Santa, make him hurry. Tell him he can take the freeway down. Take the freeway, take the freeway. Run, run, Rudolph, cause I'm breathing like a merry-go-round. And round and round and round. Santa to a boy child, what have you been longing for? Perhaps some oatmeal. All I want for Christmas is a rock and roll electric guitar. To play those funky tunes. Then away went Rudolph, whizzing like a shooting star. Kabloom! Run, run, Rudolph. Santa has to make it to town. You're running out of time. Santa, make him hurry. Tell him he can take the freeway down. Take the freeway, take the freeway. Run, run, Rudolph. Reeling like a merry-go-round. And round and round and round. Hey, Cliffy! It's your cousin Marvin! Your cousin Marvin Womack! You know that new sound you're looking for? Well, listen to this! Oh, yeah. Run, run, Rudolph. Santa's got to make it to town. He's running out of time. Santa, make him hurry. Tell him he can take the freeway down. Take the freeway, take the freeway. Run, run, Rudolph. I'm reeling like a merry-go-round. And round and round and round. Said Santa to a girl child, what would please you most to get? A nice big bag of oats. A little baby doll. That can cry, sleep, and drink, and wet. I think I peed my pants. Run, run, Rudolph. Whizzing like a saber jet. I definitely peed my pants. Run, run, Rudolph. Santa's got to make it to town. He's almost out of time. Santa, make him hurry. Tell him he can take the freeway down. Take the freeway. Take the freeway. Run, run, Rudolph. I'm reeling like a merry-go-round. And round, and round, and round. You might not be ready for this sound, but trust me, your kids are gonna love it. And my grandson might love it too if he would ever show up to the goddamn holiday spectacular clipping, you goddamn bastard son of a bitch.
Oh, yeah. It's probably been about five minutes since you've heard this one. What's that? Well, I do. Speaking of presents, I think I already said this last week, but we have, uh, since we're not going anywhere this year due to COVID, we have absolutely replaced people with things. These kids are going to be two spoiled motherfuckers in about a week. Oh boy. Yeah. Uh, you know what we watched last night? Oh, we watched a couple of things. Uh, well, two nights ago we watched uh, the holiday family, family fun holiday season. Family season? What the fuck was it called? Season of holiday families. Happiest season. Not even close. Not even close. It was, uh, it's Kristen Stewart, uh, Mary Steenburgen, who is phenomenal as always, Allison Brie is in it, uh, Dan Levy, Aubrey Plaza, you know, you got some names, and, uh, man, I liked it, you know, it's not a classic, but it was good enough, it was good. I've done a 180 on Kristen Stewart. I used to, I, I couldn't stand her, but I'm, I'm okay with her. She's fine. She's good. Uh, and then last night we watched Last Christmas. I feel like I talked about this on the podcast last year, and I could be wrong, but I feel like I did. And uh, because it came out in the theaters last year, a year ago, at Christmas 2019. And the tra- I remember watching the trailer with Kim one night. We were just sitting on the couch, and I said, I, I know exactly how this... This is what the movie is about. Everything in this trailer. They've given away everything. And we watched the movie last night. It has the Khaleesi in it. And uh, Philippa Giorgio from Star Trek Discovery. And uh, it's it's exactly, it's exactly what I predicted based on the trailer. I don't know if the trailer was so obvious or if, it, I, I don't know. But everything that you thought from the trailer is exactly what happened in the movie. Exactly. It's not particularly good. It's not particularly bad. But it's okay. It's okay. It's, you know, whatever. It's a Christmas movie. I don't know. Watch it once. You don't need to watch it more than once. Once might be too much. Uh, what else is happening? Mandalorian season finale comes out tomorrow. It's kind of sad about that. Good season. It's been a good season. The episode I liked the most was the episode that most people liked the least, and that was in the, the snow caves with Baby Yoda, or Grogu, if you want to... I call him... We call him Gurgle Gru. Anyway. Uh, and he's eating the eggs. You know, it's not, like, a great episode. I just really enjoyed it. I, I just... I enjoyed how it was shot. I... That was one of the episodes that stood out to me this season. And I know everybody else is flipping out because, uh... You know, they're nerding out about, uh... What's her name? Ashoka? Ahsoka? Uh, from the cartoons. It's a character from the cartoons! It's the greatest episode ever! That's, that was a fine episode. It wasn't that great. Um, yeah, it was interesting. You know, we learned Baby Yoda's name. <laughs> Gurgle grew. <laughs> uh, it's been a good season, though. Lots of action. Good stuff. And hopefully they'll 
kill off Gina Carano in the next season. Because <laughs> uh, she's also just not really that good. She's not really a particularly good actor, but, you know, eh, whatever. Uh, there was something else I wanted to talk about. Oh, I got, speaking of Star Wars, I've, I've got a couple screens. Uh, I had to take one of the screens out so that Cam uh, could, could finish their uh, schoolwork for the evening. Uh, but I have... Uh, I've got Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring. You know, Alana Pierce, who used to, uh, to be on IGN podcasts and all that stuff, she has her own podcast now. But anyway, uh, a gaming personality, she tweeted not long ago that Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring is a Christmas movie. I 1,000% agree with that because it's always a movie that I want to watch at Christmas time. It's totally a Christmas movie. I mean, look... Who the hell are all these white bearded wizards? I mean, aren't they? Aren't we really just creating Santa Claus? Isn't Dumbledore just Santa Claus? Isn't Gandalf just Santa Claus? Like an old, wise, old, kindly wizard with a long gray beard. I know they're not wearing a red coat and a hat and going, ho, ho. Well, actually, Gandalf kind of does that a few times when they're d- dancing around on the bed in the, in the elf land. Oh, Ho, 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 ho. I think Gandalf does that a few times. Dumbledore, you're not going to hear Dumbledore saying ho, ho, ho. And by the way, back to the nerd thing earlier. That's like, when I say the nerd that I was when I was a kid was like just all the awkward parts of being a nerd. Being a nerd has been, you know, one of my my proudest things because, I mean, everybody's kind of a nerd, right? We all have our things that we, we get nerdy about. And for me, it's it's a multitude of things, as you know, on this podcast, Wrestling, video games, tons of different TV shows and movies and things like that, and all all kinds of shit. I love sci-fi. I love whatever. Harry Potter. I love Star Wars. I love Lord of the Rings. I love yeah, there's tons of tons of fun, cool shit. Uh, anyway, I love the uh, Elder Scrolls games and uh, The Witcher and uh, <laughs> Mass Effect video games. Some of my favorites. But uh, you know, so I so I when I say that. You know, people like my grandpa and my cousin Frank, Uncle Pete. I'm sure Aunt Carolyn is listening, and we'd be the first to say, Uncle Pete would be the first to tell you that he's a huge nerd. He was one of the first, uh, like, nerd role models that I had. Who, you know, into all the all the fun shit. He was into Pee Wee Herman and Star Wars and Star Trek and all, all the sci-fi and all these, you know, he liked helicopters and we would get him like he was he was an adult on Christmas Eve we'd get him toys we got him a toy helicopter one time and my grandma yelled at him because she thought he opened up a present that was for me and we had to tell no no grandma no stop hitting Uncle Pete it's a toy that's for him it's for him so I I, I want to clarify that I I love nerds I'm surrounded by nerds at all times I have a I have a house full of nerds house full of nerds and uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, Kimmy's a nerd. The kids are nerds. <laughs> it's uh, we've we've always imparted uh, this wisdom to the children that uh, you know being a nerd is that's that's the way to go. Be a nerd. Be a nerd and and love the things that you love. And because I think that's part of being a nerd is you love the things that you love and you don't apologize for it and you're not ashamed of it and you don't give a shit what people think about it. You just like the things that you like. And that's how everybody should everybody should be a nerd, right? And uh, yeah, so I've I had a lot of I had a lot of nerd role models growing up in my own family, and then I had uh, on the other on the other side of the coin, I had a lot of adults making fun of me for being such a nerd. <laughs> 
But that's why I yeah, I found such a kinship with cousin Frank because we were two two nerds from the nerd pod. And then uh, you know, met all the other nerds that I'm best friends with and then a bunch of other nerds as I went through life and I'm just yeah, I'm I'm I have a of an embar- an embarrassment of nerd riches with all my nerd friends. Oh, but but if you go back to like eight, nine, ten year old me, it's just a nerd. Just like the the bad kind of nerd, like from Revenge of the Nerds, where you don't really know what they're nerdy about. They're just they just have glasses and they're nerds. You know, and then Ogre just converts from being a big dumb jock to being a nerd for nobody but like what are his interests? I don't know. He's just now he's just a nerd. He's in the nerd brotherhood. Lambda Lambda Lambda. Anyway. I don't know what I was talking. Oh, my screen. So I've got a couple, couple screens. I got Fellowship of the Rings. That's a Christmas movie, and I will never forget 2001, uh, drinking this homemade Bailey's concoction that Auntie Anne made while Double J and I played Grand Theft Auto. I played Grand Theft Auto three for the first time and fell in love. I said, "Oh my God, I must have, I must have the PlayStation two, the yeah PlayStation two, which I wanted the previous Christmas and just you know just didn't get it." And, uh, and then, uh, and then I used my, my, uh, I got like $600 refund. You know, you would, every semester you get your, your refund check, your student loan, cause you'd overpaid by just a small amount. And I got my refund check and it was $600. And instead of saying, Hey, that's not my money. I should, <laughs> I should just put that, I should just use, save that to pay off these student loans. I said, Whoa, $600. I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to go get a PlayStation too and a couple of games. And that's exactly what I did. And anyways, uh, yeah, that Christmas vacation, 2001, during Christmas week, sitting sitting in the in the basement with Double J playing Grand Theft Auto 3, drinking this, like, unbelievable, this Bailey's caramel thing that, has, that, that Auntie Anne had made. Oh, my God, it was just unbelievably. It was, I was so filled with booze and filled with cheer. And, uh, and then we went to the movies with his girlfriend at the time and saw Fellowship of the Rings. Fellowship of the Ring, and I knew nothing about these movies and these books. I knew I had heard of The Hobbit. I didn't really know what A Hobbit was. We saw this thing, and I just said, holy fucking shit, this is the greatest thing ever. And so I love these movies. So, so that's on one screen. I've got Clark Griswold, Christmas Vacation. And i got Home Alone 2 on another one. I've got Empire Strikes Back, because that to me is a Christmas movie as well. Uh, more so than the uh, Star Wars is definitely I, I get in the Star Wars mood and I get in the Christmas mood and I want to watch Star Wars movies. I want to watch Lord of the I want to watch you know the sci-fi, the fantasy. I, I like it any time during the year, but it, in, in Christmas and then in winter is when I want to watch. I'm going to catch up on the Expanse hopefully soon. Uh, I think I've, I'm in season two. Season five was just released, so I plan this is the winter where I will catch up on the Expanse and I have a ton of other shows to catch up on. Anyway. Uh, so that's what's on the screens right now. A bunch of holiday stuff in the spirit, in the mood, feeling good. Uh, yeah, that's that's what's on. Anyway, where was I? What was I talking about? I don't know, but I think I should I should wrap this up soon. I really I I really do, and I'm looking through here. Uh, Freddie's fist bump. I do. I'm gonna play you a clip. I actually recorded myself. Uh, I'm gonna play that for you. Uh, let's see. We did Fritz Monster Truck Show. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I wanna, I wanna clear out all these things that I wanted to talk about. Um, so let's see, I did sounding board theater last week. Fired from KB Toys. We did that. We did. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Oh yeah, my Spotify uh, music. Yeah, I'll play, I'll play some of that in a bit. But I, 
I don't know why this this story came up recently, but I, I have one time in my life been to see a monster truck show <clears throat> back in 1990, maybe 91 at the Knickerbocker Arena in Albany, New York, formerly known as the Pepsi Arena, now known as the Times Union Arena, Times Union Center, I believe. And uh, yeah, actually, speaking of Double J, we, for some reason, his dad, a.k.a. Uncle Ron, a.k.a. the big guy, got tickets, and Double J and I, and Uncle Ron, and I think Double J's brother, Tim, I think it was the four of us, who went to see the Monster Truck Show. And I don't think any of us had ever been to the Monster Trucks. I was very excited, because you see them on TV all the time. Sunday, 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 nitro, burning funny car, you know. Uh, what's the what? grave digger? You know all those things. Bigfoot, nitrous burning funny cars. Yeah. Uh, you know, we've all seen the ads from the 80s and the 90s, right? Comes uh, here we go. Nitro burning funny cars. Sunday, what are you waiting for? Douchebag, feel the power. Don't be a pussy. Race fans, the U.S. Hot Rod Mud Ball oh. Drag Racing Championships. Blast the same one. Oh no. This Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, monster trucks go to war, climbing and crushing among the cars, including Bigfoot. Hot Rod Mud Ball Drag Racing Funny Cars, down and dirty in the ball. Funny cars. Third century comes Boria. 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 Jet dragster. Two story tall. That's what I wanted to see so bad. Tickets now. Baltimore Arena box office and all ticket center outlets this Friday and Saturday, 8 p.m. Sunday, 2 p.m. Baltimore Arena. It's the wildest show on wheels. Man, I gotta get down to the Baltimore Arena. See these uh, nitrous burning funny cars. Vorian for the 23rd century. Bigfoot grave digger. Ticket cover the whole seat, but you're only gonna be the edge. All right. Anyway. <laughs> So we went to the monster trucks, and I was so excited because the commercials run all the time, and I wanted, to, oh my god, I want to see Bigfoot, I want to see Grave Digger, and so we got tickets, and I'm like thrilled, I'm so excited, oh my god, we're gonna see these, we're gonna see these monster trucks crush all these cars and all the other shit that they had, I don't remember, I was just thrilled. So we get there, and uh, again, none of us had ever been to a monster truck show, and we had no idea. What it was like to be at a monster truck show. So we're, we're getting, you know, we got our snacks and our drinks and stuff. And we're, you know, kind of filing in. We found our seats. And I see my buddy. I see Jeff Katz. My classmate. He's there with his dad, Skip. <laughs> and uh, I see I see Jeff. And I'm, like, talking to him. Like, hey, man. Wow, so you coming to see the old monster trucks, huh? Yeah, yeah. We come we come every time. I'm like, wow, no kidding. You go to, you go to all these shows. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, totally. I'm like, oh, that's cool, man. This is our first time. He's like, oh, you're going to love it. You're going to love it. I'm like, cool. And then I was looking at, while well, I'm talking to Jeff, we're just kind of shooting the shit. And I look at his ears and I'm like, what the fuck? He's got like, you know, he's got earplugs stuck in his ears and cotton and all this stuff. And I'm like, I'm like, wow, he comes to the monster truck shows all the time and he's got to put some fucking plugs in his ears. What a pussy. <laughs> I'm like, pfft. Have fun not hearing the monster trucks, baby. 
<laughs> you need a baby need a papa. You can put your little earplugs in. Oh. And uh, so we take our seats, and I'm like, can you believe that kid? He comes to the monster trucks. He's like some kind of monster truck expert. And he sticks fucking garbage in his ears. He's not going to hear the monster trucks. How's he supposed to enjoy the show? And all of a sudden, the lights go down, and everybody's clapping, getting ready. Like, oh, here comes the monster trucks. And the first monster truck comes out. Slowly comes through the thing, and I'm like, all right, here we go, monster truck. And then they hit the gas pedal, and I, similar to how I froze after hitting that gravity bong, I, the the sound, oh, I wish I had learned from Jeff Katz, who was much smarter than me, and definitely not a pussy at all, just a smart guy who doesn't want to damage his ears. Oh my god, the sound of those monster trucks. It's 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 like a it's like I don't know. I, I it's like Zeus took a lightning bolt and just he's just stabbing your ears on both sides with a lightning bolt while he's also punching your ears with his fist. Some somehow he's stabbing and punching your ears at the same time and the lightning bolt of Zeus shoots through your whole body and I basically was just like I just went stiff in my seat like the sound knocked me back and I'm just I'm like convulsing in my seat and I'm like I ah my mouth is just open <laughs> as the monster trucks are flying through the air and you know revving up and it, every time they rev it's just like my body just shakes and I'm like and there's just blood Blood's just like squirting out of my ears, like a like a teapot on the stove. <laughs> Not really, there was no blood, but that's what it felt like. It felt like it felt like my eardrums were exploding through my ears, and blood was just squirting, and I'm my mouth is just open, and I'm like shaking and gyrating and convulsing because it was it was so loud. I've never since then, or before then, or anywhere, anytime have I heard anything even remotely close to how loud that sound. Inside an arena, you've got, yeah, giant trucks with giant engines with these big pipes that spit out the exhaust. Oh, yeah, of course, it's going to be a little loud, stupid, especially when they bring, like, several of them out. They have two of them going, you know, jumping over these beat-up-ass cars at the same time. Oh, my God. It was just the worst. And just for the next, like, I, I don't even know. How many days? The only sound I could hear was like, <laughs> on the ride home, at breakfast the next day, at school the following week, everything, any time I just everything. <laughs> the damage that I have done to my ears in my lifetime, I'm I want to go back and I want to strangle my younger self, and say, stupid asshole, what are you doing? Uh, you know, uh, mowing the lawn is kind of boring. I think I'm going to put my headphones on and I'm going to crank up my music. I have to turn it up full max volume so I can hear it. Otherwise, I'm not going to be able to hear it because the lawnmower is so loud. Uh, yeah, I should put maybe headphones, maybe noise-canceling headphones and no music is what you should do while you mow the lawn, you stupid asshole. Uh, no, I think from age 11 when I start mowing the lawn until about age 25, which was pretty much when I stopped mowing anybody's lawn, on any regular basis. 
because I used to mow my parents' lawn and my grandparents' lawn and people in the neighborhood. Sometimes I mow their lawn and this person's lawn. And I mowed a lot of lawns. I mowed the church lawn as a big cemetery. So, hey, I had my, my oh, God, I had the music blasting then. I mean, I mean, I mowed so many lawns and blasted so much music. Oh, my God. So you combine that with the monster truck shows and the wrestling shows. Not that the wrestling shows are that loud. And some concerts and things and... Yeah, I, for about uh, 13, 14, for about, yeah, 10 years. It was 10, 10 full years that I did not go to a single concert, a single wrestling of anything, because my ears were just, for a while there, were so bad. And of course, like an idiot, now I go back to them. And my ears are fine. I think my ears are just so bad. I'm, I'm not deaf or anything like that. I'll be, I'll have terrible hearing uh, another 10, 20 years. It'll be really bad, I'm sure. But right now it's it's man it's fine I can I can hear things pretty well. But Jesus Christ, the damage done. Oh man, oh man, that fucking monster truck show. I just I can't. Yeah, let's listen to this. Oh my god. Ready? Yeah. This is nothing. But just get ready. I just listened to this. Gave me fucking chills. Here it comes. Here it comes. I, I can. F oh. Like that's not that loud. That's not that. I'm gonna turn it down. That's not that loud. But it's the, it's you can feel how loud it is if you were actually there. Oh my god. I can just feel my whole body body vibrating in my chair, and just blood squirting out of my ears, and my mouth is just wide open, and no sound is coming out because I'm, I'm so in shock that I can't even scream. My hands are over my ears. Help! Oh my god! Oh my god! What the fuck? What the fuck? My ears! My 11-year-old ears! Oh. Yeah. Listen to this. And they have fucking fireworks going off. <sighs> I guess I missed the part where they said nitro-burning funny cars. Well, I didn't miss that part. I just didn't connect that with the fact that maybe burning nitrous, uh, that might make, make some noise. That might be loud. And just burning monster truck fuel, which I assume is just plutonium and banana peels or something. I don't know. Oh my god. So anyways, I'll never go to a monster truck show, even with earplugs or any of that stuff in. No fucking way. Oh my god. And then the people screaming, and it's so it's bad enough you got to hear the trucks, and then afterwards you have to hear an entire arena of ten thousand people or so screaming. <sighs> anyway, that's that story has nothing to do with anything, but I just thought of it the other day, and I wanted to tell you about the time that uh, blood was squirting from my ears as I <laughs> as I scream as I silently screamed with my mouth open, stiff as a board in my chair. Ah. Uh, God damn it. That's so bad. That's so bad. All right. Uh, let me take a let me take a quick break and then we'll do some we'll f uh, Freddy fist bump. I got a quick story about him. Okay, stick around. More to come. Birthday boy podcast. Can't not one last time. Come on. Gonna get me come Christmas. 
I think I already know I shot the mistletoe Even though it's early December I know we'll be Lights for Christmas Baking a ham Boiling the cans be a night to remember how Christmas turns me on. Too many days and too many nights. Hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I gotta let me get a special guest in here. Hang on a sec. Let's let's take this from the top. Hold on. Alright, I've got a special guest here who's gonna help me. You ready? Alright, get a little closer to the microphone. Ready? Here we go. What you're going to get me on Christmas? I think I already know I shot the mistletoe Even though it's early December It's so carried on Lights for Christmas We'll be boiling a ham Wait, baking a ham, boiling a ham Night to remember Christmas turns me off. Too many days, too many nights. Till Christmas Eve. Don't forget, free. Oh, oh, oh. for Christmas. Secrets you keep. Waiting so bittersweet. I know it's December, but I get so carried away. Oh, I guess I have to wait until Christmas. Dancing by the bridge, won't it be grand? It's gonna be a night to remember because Christmas turns me on. Here we go. Too many days, too many nights, till Christmas Eve. But don't forget, the very best things come from prices of kisses. <laughs> Christmas, secrets you keep, so very sweet. I know oh, it's early December, but I get so carried away. Christmas. 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 to be stellar. Be a night to remember. So bring on the bells and carol the bells. All sugar plums. Bring on the fun, come Christmas, turns me on. Oh. <laughs> nice job. Yeah. That was great. Let's do an ASMR next. Go for it. Alright, that's enough. It's me, Honeybee. What? Honeybee? Yeah. You know, when we, we put that in your AirPods. Honeybee? Put that in your... Well, yeah, I know, what, I know what ASMR is. Oh, like a honeybee, like... No, but... 
Honey, honeybee is a person that does ASMR, uh. and we put her in your AirPods. <laughs> oh, when when mommy flips on my when I'm listening to something else, and then yeah. mom will flip it over and trick me, and she'll she'll put my AirPods on her phone and play a yes, ASMR. I won't do it again. Yeah, I'm sure that'll never happen. Yeah, yeah. you and mom throwing ASMR honeybee in my ears when I'm trying to relax. Yeah. Yeah. That's nice. Yo, yo, yo. Make sure to listen to Honeybee. <laughs> You'll enjoy it. <laughs> that, that's my Christmas present. Thanks for doing the duet. Oh, thank you, Moopy. What? You're welcome. <laughs> Moopy. All right. You can go if you want to. But you okay. can stick around and do more podcasts. Uh, no, thank you. All right. Okay. Thanks, kid. That was great. <laughs> awesome. There you go. Little uh little surprise guest. Cam special. The person the only person who knows more of the uh lyrics than I do to that song. Oh man, and I just I just went by this is a this is an edit. I just went back and listened and fucking God damn it, I'm I'm too loud, but you could hear you could hear Cam. I I really I drowned them out too much, but still. I will have that. I will cherish that memory forever. Dude, I've always wanted to do a duet with my kids. <laughs> and eventually, one of these days, I'll get Kaylin to do something. There you go. That was nice. That's so nice. A good kid. Of course, it helped that I I, I told them they don't have to get me a, <laughs> a Christmas present. <clears throat> that counts. Which is all good. I've let's be honest. I have purchased myself enough Christmas presents that are on the way because that's how it works. I get I get the kids and Kimmy gifts, and then I get myself gifts because I just you know I just buy some. If I want something, I just get it. Uh, you know, got some. I got some quarter zip sweaters on the way. I've been just I've been going nuts getting. I, I love a good you know a quarter zip sweater, quarter zip fleece. That's my kind of thing. I got some nice colors. So I got autumn colors. I got a red one that's very Christmassy. I've got. Various shades of blue. Uh, I tried a few on the other day. Did that Amazon, uh, you know, the, the Amazon wardrobe. Because I'm just, I can't go to a store right now and go with try-on clothing. I, I Amazon wardrobe is just fucking, I know, like they need more money. But, uh, boy, it's nice. You order seven or eight things, send them to your house, you try them on. Well, the shit you don't like, you throw it back in, send it back. I'm sure other stores do that. But... Uh, yeah, and I got some, uh, got a couple quarter zips the other day. One was, uh, it wasn't black, the color was caviar. And I wanted to keep it just so I could tell people that I have a cat, you know. Yes, this is a caviar. What color is that? Is that black? Oh, no, it's caviar. Uh, it just, it looks stupid. I look like an asshole in it, so I sent that back. And then, uh, and then there were two other colors. Basically, a, an average jackass like me would call them both red, but one was Regal Garnet, and the other one was Bossa Nova. And I kept one. I only kept one of the three, and I don't remember if I kept the Bossa Nova or the Regal Garnet. But uh, nevertheless, it's red, and it looks very Christmassy, so it's good. Uh, anyway, <laughs> so yeah, that's that. If I want, you know, I got some video games on the way uh, that I'm going to be playing. I. Man, I mean, I'm finally, after three years, I think I, I started to talk about this last week, Zelda, Legend of Zelda, Breath of the Wild, and the Switch. I just, I've never been able to really get into Zelda games. Link to the Past on Super Nintendo was the only one. I got pretty far along in Ocarina of Time, 
the one, I don't even remember the name of it, that came out on the Wii, the first Zelda game that came out on the Wii. I got into that for a little bit. And then, you know, the thing about those Zelda games, if you put it down and you, you, don't, you don't keep up with it, just you're going to forget. The, con- the control schemes are typically so, especially on the, on the N64 and the GameCube and the Wii, were so different than other games in that same kind of genre. But Breath of the Wild is one, it's incredibly difficult, and I keep wanting to get into it, and then I play it basically once a year. I get into it in June. For about three days, I play it. I beat a shrine or two, get some, you know, do some stuff here and there, and then that's it. And then I just get frustrated, and I'm like, I I don't know. I haven't played this in a year. I don't know what my quests are. I don't remember the controls. I just, I don't care. And uh, as of late, I've been getting back into it, and I I beat one of the divine uh, beasts, um, I'm feeling good now. I'm feeling really good about myself. And like I said, I had a nice a nice little Monday where I played that all evening, listened to Christmas music, watched wrestling, watched football. Great game. So I, you know, if I hadn't spent the last two day two nights podcasting, that's exactly where I would be. So that's why I want to get this shit over with, so I can be done for the rest of the year, and then come back and you know and play best of Christmas stuff from last year. I'll still be. I'll still jump in and do some football picks here and there. Uh, you know, next weekend there's. I picked this weekend, and then there's next weekend, and then the following weekend, so December twenty seventh and January third, and then I'll pick playoff games. Anyway, and then uh, yeah, but I don't know. There's not going to be too much in the way of uh, big meaty lengthy podcasts, so I'm I'm shoving it all into this one, just like I did last year. Um, I do, I do want to play, let's see, I'm, I'm looking at, yeah, I did the monster truck stuff. Oh, waiting at UPS. Speaking of UPS, I had to go to the UPS because when you, that's the thing, the Amazon wardrobe, uh, if you, you know, you pick the clothes you want to keep and then you pay for them. The ones you don't, you throw them back in the box, back in the bag, go to drop them off at UPS, you're on your way. Here's the problem. The, the closest UPS store does not have a drop box outside, so you have to go in right now. Only three people are allowed in the UPS store. Well, typically, that's no big deal. I've never had to wait. I just go in, and then there's maybe one or two people in front of me, and I wait for them, and then I, I just drop the thing on the counter and say, hey, I'm good. This has a label. And they say, you need a receipt. And I say, no. And they say, all right, get the fuck out of here. And then that's it. Now, uh, there's, a, there's, a, there's a UPS store in Hudson uh, just across the bridge that I typically go to when I need things notarized because I know they have a notary and I know that nobody goes to that particular store. It's in a, it's in a strip mall with a, with a butcher and some other restaurant and some other things and nobody ever goes there. And I love it. And on Saturday, I ran to Costco on a, on a Saturday morning, if you can believe that. We needed a printer and I ran into Costco right when they opened, was in and out, drove up the road, was going to go to the Hudson UPS, but I passed by the Nashua UPS, and I said, oh, God damn it, it's right here. It's going to take me 15 minutes to get there. You know, not at 15, maybe 8 minutes to get there. I don't know, not even. Uh, and I said, oh, let's, you know, why go all the way over there? By the time I get there and come back, how long is this going to be? There's two people waiting in line outside to get in. That means there's three people inside. Eh, maybe I'll be in line for five, maybe ten minutes at the most. My God, I was in line for what seemed like the entire weekend, and it was freezing out. I didn't bring a coat. I had I, I had my regal garnet, or or perhaps the other color, the uh, what did I say with the other the bossa nova, whatever color, the quarter zip sweater, the one that I kept. I had it on, 
I had a flannel, I had, you know, I had a button-down shirt and a and my quarter zip and my uh my uh, that was it. A baseball hat and a pair of pants, shoes. And uh and I said, well, it can't be that man. how long is the wait gonna be? Uh so I stood outside and the, the two people in front of me and a lady and all her kids comes out of the store. So she's done. Okay. So the person in the front of the line goes in. Now there's just one person in front of me. And then the person in front of them is waiting inside the store. And we waited for a good 10 minutes. And then somebody finally emerged. And then the next person went up. And I'm looking in the window because I'm thinking, you know, oftentimes they just have one person working here. It's very short staffed. I looked in and there were two people working the, the counter, working the registers. And I said, huh. So it's just this one lady who's been in here the whole time at the one register. And uh, so I'm waiting. And then the, the person in front of me goes in. I'm like, okay, well, it can't be too too much longer now. At this point, it's it's been a 15 minutes at least. And now there's a lady behind me and there's a guy behind her. And then we just stood there. We stood there for another 10 minutes, maybe 15 minutes. It felt like an hour and a half. And I just start, I'm like shrugging. I'm like, what is going on? And the woman behind me, she's like, what the hell is happening in there? And I turn around and I said, I said, what the, seriously, what's going on? I said, what? I've been here. There were two people in line in front of me. The lady came out right after I got here. So the, so the, the one person, the one line has been kind of moving. I said, that means that this lady who has been in this, this cash register on the right, she's been here since before you or I or any of us got here. Because this line has been so was such that there were there's a person inside and two people outside, which means, and the, and the person who left, you know, it's been the same person. I haven't seen anyone who was in line in front of me come out of the store. Or excuse me, I've only seen people who were in line in front of me come out of the store, which means it's the same woman. She's been in there this whole time, and I haven't even, you know. So I'm just waiting. I'm waiting, and I'm I'm talking to the woman. I'm like, what do, what do people need to do? How long does this take? Like, you drop off a package, they put the label on it, you pay for it, and you get out. How many things do you have? If you have a bulk thing, shouldn't you, like, shouldn't there be some kind of arrangement ahead of time where you tell them I have, like, bulk shipments I have to make? This is, like, big, this is going to take a while. So I'm just sitting there, and she's, and, and, by the way, the guy who's helping her out, this guy is a regular chatty Cathy, because I've been in there. I've been in the store where he's he's just yapping away with everybody like they're old pals, and then of course when I go up when it's my turn, he's like, "Yeah, what do you need? Okay, that's uh, three fifty. All right, you need a receipt? Great, go get out of here." And then and then the person in front of me, he's like, "Hi, yeah, it's a great day. It's sunny outside. How about that? You like that?" I'm like, "Dude, come on, man. We get you know, let's go, let's go. This is UPS. Let's get a move. We gotta move. Shit to do. Parcels to get out on the road." And, uh, and the thing is, again, my, my postage is paid. So I should have just normally, normally when anyone's allowed to go in the store, I would just go in and, and hold it up and just be kind of interrupt everybody and be like, Hey, this has a label on it. Do I need to wait in line? Nope. Just drop it here. Great. All right. See you. Bye. But if you go into the store when there's three people, chatty Kathy is going to be like, sir, sir, it's three. It's only three. You know? Yes. But I just need, no, it's three, sir. You get out. And if they just had a box, I could put it in the box and be gone. So I said, I stood and I waited and I waited and I waited. And then finally, like, I'm, yeah, I'm just talking to the woman. I'm like, what is, what are they doing in here? Because now at this point, it's this, now the lady who's been there since the beginning of time, who's still going through this process of, of whatever she's shipping. I don't know, uh, you know, the tank, an army tank she needs to ship. I don't, I'm not sure. And then the, the person next to her is now was the person who was, you know, who was in the front of the line when I got there and has now been 
now been taking up a significant amount of time on their own. Uh, you know, so we're just standing there, and finally this person leaves. The person in front of the person inside now, the the on deck person now gets up to the cash register. I get inside now. I'm in the on deck, and uh, and I and the person in front of me, thirty seconds went in, dropped off the thing, paid, blah blah blah, out of here. Me, I went up. Hey, I got postage. It's already the label's good. You need a receipt? Nope. Great, good. And as I was leaving, the lady who was behind me is now coming in. And I looked at her and like gave her a shrug, like, yeah, that was all. I, I think it took me maybe four seconds to do what I needed to do. She looks at me and she goes, that's it? That's what you had to do? I'm like, that's all I had to do. And she's like, that's bullshit. And I'm like, yeah, you're telling me. Uh, and that's my story. That's my story of UPS. And then on the way home, I stopped by Shaw's to get some items that I cannot disclose because... Well, I just can't. Because <laughs> there's, there's youngsters afoot. Anyway, uh, and I saw good old Freddy, who I have not seen in quite some time. I have not talked about recently on the show. I was coming in. I, I parked in a spot. I never I never park in this on this side of the store, but I parked there because I also had to drop off. Unlike UPS, Shaw's has a nice uh, post office box with an 11 o'clock and a 4 o'clock pickup time on Saturdays. And it was about 10 o'clock, and so I dropped off the uh, parcel that needed to go into the box, so I parked in a different spot than I normally would. As a result, I got trapped in the little alcove, uh, whatever you call it, uh, vestibule, I don't know what it is, where the carts, the little kind of side entrance, where the, the smaller entrance with the carts, and I got completely cornered by Freddy, and uh, for those of you new to the show, Freddie Fistbump is a fella. He works at Shaw's, and he's a sweetheart of a kid. He's a nice guy. But I am often just, I, he corners me, and I don't, I don't know what to say because the reactions that he gives uh, to my responses are so varying and so random. He's a wild card. He's just a wild card. You just don't know. I will say something, and uh, he, will say, he will say something, and I will say the exact same thing and agree with him. And then he will say, no, it isn't. You know, he'll say like, eh, bad example, but he'll say, ah, sure is hot out. And I'll say, yeah, it's very hot out. And he'll say, no, it isn't. And I don't, and I don't know. <laughs> I don't, I'm like, okay, no, it isn't. And, uh, and you just, you just never know. You just never know what you're getting. And he's Freddy fist bump because he would always give me a fist bump. Sometimes he would full on shake my hand. We're not doing that ever again for obvious reasons. And ever since COVID started, we, you know, we had one, one final fist bump sometime last spring before the pandemic. And, uh, and that was it. That's, that's the final fist bump, I'm sure. But anyways, I came home and I was telling Kimmy about it because I knew I would forget the story and I have forgotten the story. So I'm going to play you the story pre-recorded from last Saturday. Here's my, uh, my account of uh, my meeting with Freddie Fistbump. Here you go. Enjoy. So, yeah, so I go in. Freddie's there because I haven't seen you in a while. I'm like, yeah, that's, that's intentional. Uh, but I could, so he's got me backed up uh, by the carts. I'm in the little vestibule. I'm by the carts and I can't go anywhere. I'm just, and he's getting like closer. I'm inching my way. Like, I'm like, please, please. And then people are coming in. So he has to move out of their way. And I'm like, oh my God, how you doing? I ask. (laughs) Yeah. His response. I 
He just goes, bumpy. I'm like, bumpy? Like, literally, you have bumps? You have some, like, skin disease? What the hell? How does that response, bumpy, even fit to any any scenario where I ask, how are you? How's it going? Bumpy. bumpy. How you doing? Bumpy. I'm very bumpy. I'm like, so I'm like, okay. But then he starts talking about, like, the hospital. I'm like, oh, my God. He does. He has bumps. He has, like, mumps and bumps. Hospital yeah. What's so I'm just like, I'm now I'm literally standing against the wall. And I'm, like, pulling the cart, so it's, like, right. there's some buffer between us. And I'm, like, what do you mean, bumpy? And he's, like, I'm at the hospital in this program. And I'm, like, it sounded like he meant, because he's, I'm in the hospital. I'm, like, oh. And he's, like, yeah. He's, like, they have me in the cancer ward. And I'm, like, oh, my God. He has cancer. He has bumps. <laughs> and he's, like, he's, like, they have me in the cancer ward. They had me in the prenatal ward, and I'm like, what? <laughs> okay. They're letting you and your bumps go into the, into the pre- okay. And he's like, they got me in the cafeteria. They got me in the, with the janitor. And I'm like, all right. <laughs> he's obviously in some kind of work program. Yeah, I'm missing yeah. something, yeah. Either he is doing, violating all of the rules of the cancer ward with his bumps, just traveling around to the janitor's closet. And then the baby section and then the, you know, in the cafeteria. And I'm like, I think he's trying to tell me that they have him cleaning the cancer ward and the prenatal and the janitor. He mentioned janitor. There's no reason to go anywhere near the janitor at the hospital unless you're the janitor at the hospital. And I'm just kind of trying to decipher everything. And he's like, he's like, I gotta wear a, so they gotta wear a blue shirt and khaki pants. I'm like, okay. He's talking about a uniform. <laughs> it's not a gown. Right. <laughs> he's in a uniform because he's cleaning the hospital. And obviously he's standing in front of me so he's not that sick. Yeah. All right. He's this is a metaphoric bumpiness that he has. There's no actual bumps on him. Freddy fist bump. Of course he's oh, bumpy. Of course. Yeah. Oh uh so he's so I'm just like he's like so I got this and that. And then after Christmas, I don't know what's going to happen. So I'm like, is it just some kind of, like, seasonal... I don't fully understand, like, why... It's not like retail. If he said, they've, I'm at Target wearing a red shirt and khaki pants and I don't know what's going to happen after Christmas, I would understand that. But he's saying, I'm at the hospital. I'm like, the hospital doesn't have, like, a Christmas busy season and then they die down during January. So I'm just one, like... They have him clean. Maybe it's like a training program, and then maybe he meant he doesn't know if he's going to have an assignment, perhaps within the hospital, <laughs> if they're going to stick him in the cancer ward for good. Maybe they're he's rotating around, much like a doctor, but also not at all like a doctor. That he's rotating around to all the different areas of the hospital, getting a lay of the land, and then they'll stick him somewhere. Maybe that's what he meant. And then he and then he does this, and he holds up his elbow, and I'm like. Is this, and I thought, yeah, at first I thought like, oh, maybe he's going to show me a bump. Because he said, he said again, I'm bumpy, I'm bumpy. And he holds up his elbow. And I'm like, what are you talking about? So you're actually literally bumpy and you're holding, oh, he wants, he wants a bumpy. Maybe that's what he's saying. Maybe that's his way of saying, bumpy. Yeah, give me a bumpy. So Freddie elbow bump. I should just call him Bumpy Fist Bump. Bump me. Yeah, bump me. 
actually saying bump me. Bump, yeah. Bumpy. How's it going? Bump me. <laughs> huh? Bumpy. No, bump me. So he holds his, but it very gently holds up his elbow. And I thought he was showing, I didn't do anything. <laughs> I just stood there and stared at him. And then he put his elbow down. Aww. And I'm like, and then later I realized like, oh, I yeah. think he wanted a bump. Yeah, he wanted, <laughs> he wanted, he wanted a bump. Bumpy. And, uh, but I, he held it up in such a weird way. And first of all, I'm not doing, I'm sure as hell not doing fist bumps. He used to fucking shake my hand, this guy, sometimes. Before (coughs) COVID. And then he obviously knows better. We, you know, luckily, um, because that was a fear that I had, was he was just Mm going to keep bumping and thumping. And uh, so he held up the elbow, but he was still talking about, it wasn't like, he was still in mid-sentence while he held up the elbow. So it was very awkward. And I thought he was showing me something. So I'm just, like, looking at his elbow. And then he put his elbow down, which is fine because I wasn't going to elbow bump him anyways. Right. I'm sorry. I've got my nice my nice new sweater on. I'm not putting... Wow. Wow. What is the color? It was, like, <coughs> apple blossom or something. Rust. Rust. <laughs> Hound's tooth. No. Uh, so I'm not going to elbow bump. There's no bumping going on between me and Freddie bumpy bump anytime soon and uh oh god but then he said oh, what did he say and i was like all right well he he, you know he wished me a merry christmas or something or yeah. you know like, oh, you too uh he's like and he was like he's like be careful out there and i'm like i will and he's like be careful out there i'm like these either was a like concern or now it was a threat because I didn't I didn't elbow I didn't yeah I didn't reciprocate yeah. the elbow bump so he's he's like watch your back watch your back <laughs> nobody nobody denies the elbow so I said yeah you too be careful out there and he's like he's like of course not and I'm like huh he's like you know I wouldn't be careful out there I'm oh like my God. well why are you telling me to be careful of any of the two of us that needs to be careful, I think it sounds like you're the one who needs to be careful out there with your bumps and your Hospital. hospitals and everything else. Oh, and then that was it. And it was the most exhausting. It made me long for when I was standing in the UPS <laughs> out in the cold for 20 minutes waiting to get in to drop a package in the counter. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, so, else. yeah, Freddy. Bumpy fist bump. Freddy bumpity bump. Yeah. Oh, my God. So there you go. Freddie Fistbump. First time that we've uh, interacted in quite some time. I don't remember. I honestly couldn't tell you the last time that I saw it. Well, I guess it was, yeah, I guess in the summer. We've had some interactions over the summer, but that's been a, it's been a while. But Yeah, probably five, six months. I don't know. Uh, so he's, he's at the hospital <laughs> doing... Uh, what he's doing is not entirely clear, but I sounds like he's cleaning up the hospital. One bump at a time. Anyway, all right, I got to take a quick break, and we'll be back. Uh, I'm, I'm going to get to a little bit of my, my Spotify songs that I'm sure you're really excited to hear, and then we're going to wrap it up, and maybe we'll check in with a Womax one last time to, to close things out here. All right, stick around. More to come. I 
Yeah. Welcome back. This, I, this is such a fucking... I love this tune. I love this version. This will always and forever, as again, this makes me think of my grandmother's house on Christmas Eve. Playing this CD over and over again. It is a classic. Alright. Thank you, Frankie. We'll be listening to you many, many more times in the next uh, eight days or so. All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna play a little bit. I, I do this. I did this last year. I'm gonna do it this year too. I'm gonna play some some of my. Uh, you know, Spotify gives you your best of the year. It gives you a playlist every what November, December, whenever it comes out. Uh, and it's it's the songs that you've listened to the most. The hundred, the one hundred or hundred songs that you've listened to. Uh, the most all year, all the live long day, all year round. Where's mine here? My top 20. I'm not going to play a hundred songs. I'm going to just get a couple of highlights here. If we go down to the bottom, you want to know. So, it t- you know, and every year it gives you some, every year they, they, they give you some additional stats. Here's the podcast you listen to the most. Here's the genres. Here's how many, somehow I listen to like 8,000 892,753 different genres, because there's that many genres. Uh, you know, it tells you how many hours you listen to music. Mine was pretty low. I was surprised. It was like 20-something, 22,000 hours of music, 27,000. I had friends who had like 60,000 hours, which I was I'm like, God, that's, that's like, that's a lot. Uh, but I think about how many podcasts I listen to, how many times I'm recording a podcast, how many times I'm listening? I listen to Sirius all the time because I listen to Howard Stern. I listen to music. I listen to a ton of music on Sirius. I fucking, oh, I, you know, I've had the the digital. Uh, 2011, I got the digital subscription on my iPad before I even had an iPhone, and uh, God, I just I was so happy with that subscription when I found out you could just get it on the internet without having to get without having to get the radio and the device and all that stuff. And then in 2014, I bought a used car that came with an internal serious thing installed in it. So like, okay. So I was able to convert my subscription, uh, merge, and I had they gave me free, I don't even know, six months or something like that. And then when that ran out, I was able – and you can call – that's the thing. You call Sirius every year when you're you, – you get 12 months and they tell you here's how much it's going to be. You can pay monthly. You can pay one lump sum. And then, and then, it, and then, after the twelve months, they jack the price up, and you just call them and say, "Hey, I gotta cancel my subscription. This is way too much." And they say, "Oh, whoa, whoa, easy there, pal. We'll we'll get you something." And then they give you a great deal, and it's like, I mean, basically for the for the price that it costs to have Spotify, you get oh my god, so many channels, and and, the, and now they have all the Pandora channels. And they have the Howard Stern, and they have podcasts, and you can download stuff, and on demand, and like it's unbelievable. The Halloween channels, the Christmas channels. I I, I don't fucking work for them. I, I just when I like something, I get excited about it. And Sirius XM is just so good. So I do spend a lot of time listening to that shit. Uh, so between that and podcasts, and then Spotify, and I watch a ton of TV, and I play a ton of video games. So <laughs> there's, I guess, yeah. 20,000, 22,000, or 27,000, whatever it was. That's pretty good. Anyway, here's my here's my 100th 
I'm surprised. I think this, you know, and that's the other thing. Every time this list comes out, last year, uh, that Billie Eilish song was the number one, and I still, I still say there's no way. Like right now, they also Spotify gives you uh, an on repeat playlist, which is I, I want to say maybe it's 20 or 30 songs that you're right now the the top songs that you're listening to that are on heavy rotation. And for instance, this Basil Marceau that that come Christmas. We listen to that every day. We listen to it not so much in the last week, but when it first, two weeks ago, when I first heard it, we played it every day, over and over again, and we would just laugh. And he also does a rendition of America the Beautiful. We played that a couple times. America the Beautiful has appeared on my on-repeat playlist, but not come Christmas. So it's wrong. So it's, it's not perfect, but they do a pretty damn good job. And uh, Cam and I predicted what the top songs would be this year, and I will get to that in just a second. We were actually very, very, very accurate. Uh, but here's 100. I listen to this song a lot. I'm surprised it's it's 100, but it's Joy Wave. Here we go. Let's. <laughs> Whoa. Number 100, Joy Wave with Coming Apart. Uh, what else is on here? This is good. Here's number 94. Is that because I played it on the podcast? I don't remember listening to this that much this year. Last year I did, but yeah, maybe. Oh, you know what? No, when I talked about Cutco. I talked about the Cutco knives. And I did I did play this quite a bit on the podcast. Uh, let's see. Got a little... Uh, yeah, so that was obviously Scorpions. Some Foster the People. Got that. What else? Got some Carpenter Brute. Roller Mobster. Which one's that? Oh, yeah, okay. Here's another Clorox Wipe by Chromio. I could be your Clorox Wipe. That's on my top songs of 2020. What else? Tonight, I could be your Clorox wine. Here's this. This is a great one. Naya Wynn, who asked you? I should be more professional and like play these. I'm just playing it on my phone into the microphone. Whatever. Cares. It's good stuff. This is always going to be on the top 100, I think. This is Mew. Twist Quest. One of my favorite songs. As heard, uh, August... 2017, when they played live at the Sinclair in Boston. Oh man, you got Howard Jones on here. Get the Strokes. Elbow. Got some stuff. Kimmy, of course, has her own playlist, so some of her stuff shows up on here. This is just one of my favorite songs. Uh, yeah, the strokes. 
the adults are talking. I thought that would have been higher up, but okay. It's a good one. Hot Chip. With Melody of Love. In this life. It's a good tune. It was more of a 2019 song, but I guess I I guess I listened to it this year quite a bit too. Who knew? Anyway. Here's one that Cam hates. And I knew it would be on there. At this point I think I play it a lot just to annoy Cam. It's called Stilts. You've heard this a bit on the podcast. Hey, gladiator. Let's see, what else? No surprise here. How about this one? Yeah. The Foxes. Robin Pecknold and his golden pipes. Can I believe you? It's identical. What else? What a tune. What an album. Really, you you listen to this whole album. Fleet Foxes, the new... uh, What's the album? I I keep forgetting. Shore. S-H-O-R-E. Is the album. And it's just, just sensational. Here's a one of my favorites, Volk with Autopilot. Skip ahead a little bit. Yeah. That's a very 2019 song as well, but it's great. They Norwegian? There's, I don't know where they're from. Anyway, I love this song. Here's a good one. This is on the little Laura Branigan. Self-control. Let's see. Yeah. More and more with Outside. I think that one just missed the, missed the cut last year. I think. Because I was bummed. I was hoping that would have made it. But it was. It came out too late in the year. Or I discovered it too late in the year. Anyway, that's... Yeah, what? Matt Berry. Something in my eye. Here's one. I would never have predicted this song would make it on my top 100... But it was on the show called Devs that was on Hulu, and I really, really like this song. And it is. Let's take a listen. Guinevere by Crosby, Stills, and Nash. The song's well, 55 years old. But they played this, it was prominently featured in an episode of Devs that's on Hulu. And I honestly, I don't think I've ever heard this song until June, May. 
I am familiar with Crosby, Stills, and Nash. Uh, but I had never heard this song, and I fucking love it. So that made it pretty high up on my top songs. It's great. Alright, you get some Silver Sun pickups on here. It doesn't matter why. That's such a good song. Yeah. I think these guys were in Boston in March. And it, we would have been able to go. It was like March 3rd. It was before everything closed down. And I'm kind of bummed. They were at the House of Blues. By Fenway. Should have gone. Oh, wow. Well. Let's see. Got Eugene by Arlo Parks. That's a great one. Hurt My Heart by White Lies. I think this might have missed the cut last year, too, because that came out too late for it to make it. So, But now it made it. Let's see. What Do We Care by Moscow Man, Tom Sanders. Yeah, this is a good one. Alright, there's, there's, wow, there's, there's tons. I'm not going to go through all these. You got some... This one's always on Until the End of Time, one of my favorite songs. That'll be on there forever. Hum of... Let's see. Yeah, Andy Schauf with Try Again. That's a good one. Western Man with Rhodes. You got Gorillaz with Desolais. Paraphernalia, Temples, Mel C, Who I Am, you got Gunship, you got Beck, Uneventful Days, you got The Sounds, Things things We Do For Love, Agnes Obel, Broken Sleep, you got, uh, yeah, you got The Blood Machines theme by Carpenter Brut. Good stuff. Lazy Giants. Spectre. You got, of course, the editors. Let's see. Black Gold. No surprise. Yeah. No surprise that this made it on here. Uh, there's tons. Gold is the color. Should we do the top ten? Yeah, Caroline Rose made it pretty far up there. As it's a classic. I don't know if it's a classic. Top top twelve. Here's that was thirteen. This is twelve. Don't look down. By and you will know us by the trail of dead. It's good stuff. I don't know how, but they found me with Leave Me Alone. That was 11. 
Alright, so let's get into it. Top 10. <laughs> we'll make this quick. Number 10. It is, of course, White Lies, Falling Out Without Me. You've heard this plenty of times in the podcast. It's awesome. It came out last October. I don't think it made the cut in last year's Best of 2019, but it sure as hell made it high up on the list of 2020. And I can't wait to hear them perform this live, hopefully soon-ish. Whenever that kind of thing can happen. All right, let's take a look at number nine. I guess I'm I'm not surprised about this. I, I yeah I did listen to this a lot. It's Wild Nothing with Foyer. Let's skip ahead a little bit. Yeah, I did listen. I listened to this tune quite a bit. All right, number eight is of course. Ellie Goulding and Monsieur Adi. Oh, it's it's a Monsieur Adi remix. Guns and Horses. Yeah, I really like this song a lot. What else? Number seven. This is Pikes with All My Friends Are On P3. I still don't know what that means, but I love this tune. I was just listening to it today, earlier, on my walk in the snow. I just, I, I, fuck, I just fucking love this song. Alright, number six. Is the Bright Light Social Hour with Lie to Me. listen to this a lot especially last winter so I wasn't surprised that was one of the ones that I said I think that's going to be pretty high on the list uh, one that I said would yeah I said this will be top 10 top 5 we're about to get into the top 5 I said this is definitely going to be in the top 5 because we've listened to it a ton and it is the following number 5 no fucking surprise there at all. It is, of course, the weekend with blinding lights. Yeah. I feel like this is in everyone's top, certainly top 100 this year. Because this isn't just popular in my little brain, but this is actually a popular song that other people not named me are listening to. All right, let's take a look. What's number four? 
I hate how this song starts, but I love this song. It's Mini Mansions with Forgot Your Name, Kevin Parker, Alt Mix. There's three more on the list, and two of them, number two and number three, are both by the same artist. Let's take a look at number three. It's Westerman with Blue Comanche. I listen to this song a lot this year. Obviously. <laughs> if have made it to the top three, that's pretty good. somewhere too by Westerman I thought it would be that I thought would be in the top three or four but I didn't discover that song until later on in the year it's a little bit of an older song Rhodes so if Westerman is number three Westerman is also number two so let's listen to number two it's called Confirmation by Westerman I'm just, I'm a sucker for this kind of sound that this guy has. So number one, this was, this was a no-brainer. This was such a no-brainer. I said to Cam the night before, got all these results from Spotify. I said, there is no question that this is going to be the top song of the year. We have listened to it so much. We listen to it. Anytime we're driving around Boston, it's our it's our driving around Boston song for 2020, among many others. But this is top of the list. This is like, yeah, you, I, I'll play it and I'll ask the kids and they'll say this. I feel like we're in Boston when I listen to this song, just driving around, bombing around. And so therefore, number one is, of course, there you go, baby, little Tame Impala that I'm actually playing, not on my phone. It's number one, so it deserves to be played. Here we go. I was going to talk about my trip to France in 1996, the, the exchange program. I don't think I've talked about that. Uh, we're almost at three hours, so you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to sign off. It's late. I'm done. I will talk about... I will talk about Jeremy. I will talk about... How fucking awful he stunk. I will talk about him getting in a fist fight with his friends on the beach. Uh, plenty. All the kids going to the discotheque except me. 
I'll tell you everything about it. There's, there's plenty to talk about. But I'm gonna leave you now. I'm gonna be done. And we're gonna do one last, uh, I'm out of here. And let's see if we can check in one last time with the Womax. The final check-in for the Holiday Spectacular. Folks, that's it. I don't know what, uh, what I'm gonna do between now and, uh, January 1st as far as podcasts, but, uh, I'm not gonna do anything for at least, a you know, I'll do NFL picks. I'm not sure what else besides that, though. So, anyways... I'm going to release, I'm going to re-release some of the best of the, the two the two holiday Christmas episodes that we did last year. The one that uh, that I released on Christmas Eve as a special surprise. The one that I released prior to that that was the Womack Spectacular. You know, a bunch, I'm going to release all that shit. And you can relive the magic of the 2019 holiday season. I hope you have enjoyed the 2020 Holiday Spectacular. And remember, everybody, positivity is very stupid. And by the way, Nate, Nate Stengrevix, super fan Nate, sent me a message. He sent me a link. What the hell was it? Uh, oh, he sent me an email. He sent me an email. Uh, birthdayboypodcast at gmail.com. And of course, there's Birthday Boy Podcast. It's Podcast Birthday on Twitter. He sent me an attachment. It said, what an asshole. It was from some article. Uh, somebody some city council meeting positivity defeats the virus they they actually suggested positivity would defeat coronavirus I think that's what I'm reading that's such oh is it is South Dakota yeah of course of course it's South Dakota <laughs> South Dakota's full of morons. They have some of the worst cases in the nation. Of course they think positivity is going to kill the virus. Just like people think going to church is going to kill the virus. I got bad news for you. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, yeah, so take it from South Dakota. Positivity is going to actually get you fucking killed because it's going to give you coronavirus. You're going to get COVID. You're dead. Uh, have, a, have a safe holiday everybody fucking just be smart for christ's sakes you know you be smart you know you know what that means i don't need to fucking tell you i've i'm done being that guy just be smart merry christmas happy holidays happy hanukkah happy new year happy everything 2020 was uh, a real shit show let's see what 2021 is all about all right we'll talk to you next time on the birthday boy podcast later gators Welcome to the very somber, religious portion of the Womack Family Holiday Spectacular. Please turn in your hymnals to page 72. For the next three hours, we're going to do... A sing-song? We're going to do a sing-song? Bible sing-song? Cousin Cliff, that's enough. This is very serious. It's Christmas. There's nothing funny or fun about this day. Well, now, wait a minute. What what are we? What are you doing, Uncle Cliff? You're going to ruin the fun. We're going to have one more song. It's not going to be a Bible song. I see.
We'll get back to Bibleopoly and all the other things very soon. I love listening to Burgess Meredith talk about the birth of baby Jesus just as much as anybody. But we've got one more song. And it's going to be Christmassy. And it's going to be fun. And everybody's going to sing and we're going to have a nice time, okay? This isn't the time to be talking about the Bible. It's Christmas Eve, for Christ's sakes. Santa Claus comes tonight. And we're the Womack family. We're cliffs underneath the tree. This is the cuntiest Christmas we've ever had, according to these t-shirts. And I want to keep the cuntiness rolling along and sing one last song about Santa Claus. Because he's coming tonight. In fact, he's coming to town. Hit it. Oh Christ, here we go. One more song. Let's do it. Better watch out. Better not cry. You better not pout. I'm telling you why. Santa Claus is coming to town. He's making a list. Yeah, checking it twice. Gonna find out who's naughty or nice. Santa Claus is coming to town. He sees you when you're sleeping. He knows you when you're awake. He knows if you've been bad or good. So be good, for goodness sake. Better watch out. You better not cry. You better not pout. I'm telling you why. Santa Claus is coming to town. God damn it! Nice one, stupid. Hey, shut the fuck up! Hey, what? He's fucking kill you! I'll kill you! He's punching my dick again! He's punching my dick! 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 my keys! Take that! My precious keys! Jesus Christ! Tell him that! My keys! I'm a dentist, you son of a bitch! I don't care! Stupid is gonna look out! You're an asshole! He's humping me! Say you better watch out. You better not cry. You better not pout. I'm telling you why. Santa Claus is coming to town. He's making a list. Checking it twice. Gonna find out who's naughty or nice. Why that Santa Claus is coming to town. He loves it when you're sleeping. He hates when you're awake. He wants to get you on his couch to audition for the Ghost Dad remake. You better watch out. Better not cry. You better not pout. I'm telling you why. Santa Claus is coming, yeah. Merry Christmas, everybody, from the Womack family. I, I thought it was Womack. No, that's only an idiot would think that, Uncle Cliff. O only a total idiot would think it was Womack. <laughs>